What do you think about this Lindbergh baby thing? <laughs> Possibly now there's a prosecutor floating a theory that uh, that the kid was never kidnapped. What? Is and that true? That's where the, this Oakland, I think, uh, lawyer or prosecutor that has investigated. I don't know the extent of the investigation, but they're saying something about how they think Lindbergh, because he was looking for like his baby had a big head, so they think he offered it up for medical experiments. What? And the baby may have died that way. No, I saw an HBO movie. It didn't seem like that was... It, it definitely doesn't, but they said he was never even considered a suspect. Because of who he was, he was so famous. Charles Lindbergh? He got Lindberg. to lead the investigation. He got to lead the investigation, right. Oh, it's that's... an interesting article. Yeah, it is very interesting that she's saying it might be a hoax. This who... was in 1932, Bro, and it judge. was the crime of the century up until OJ. Like Lindbergh yeah. baby had that shit on lock until OJ. That's how big this story was, and that was sixty years. Yeah, and I would even, I would even at this point, I would still give it bigger than OJ, only because the Lindbergh baby had to do it a newspaper at a time. That's right. OJ had twenty four hours of coverage on television. Like that just didn't exist in nineteen thirty two. And people were still talking about it all those years later. Without like uh, Lindbergh having a Twitter account where he was giving football picks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, finding he, ways to stay relevant. It's it's ninety years ago about, and and we're still talking about like, hey, what happened? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I watched uh, I watched an HBO. It was like I think it came out in like nineteen ninety four or something like that. But there was an HBO movie about it, like an HBO original movie about the Lindbergh baby. And how they really railroaded that one guy. The guy they executed, German guy they executed. And that's kind of why you look at the death penalty. You're like, it's, in theory, I get it works. It, like, it's, it's a good punishment for real disgusting people. But once in a while, if you're going to have innocent people like that. It's tough to make a mistake. Yeah, you can't make it. It's 100% unfixable. Yes. Once it's done. Crime of the century. Yeah. In 1932, the nation was shocked when the 14-month-old son of Charles Lindbergh was kidnapped, held for ransom, and murdered. Two years later, Bruno Richard Hauptmann was arrested, yeah. convicted, and executed. This film dramatizes the investigation. Now, yeah, again, they, they may, he, he may be guilty. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm that just... movie seemed like they railroaded him. They said oh. they were like, you know, telling him to spell things a specific way. Right, like they had a a ransom note, and he was right. They said, right, you know, they were reading the ransom note so that he could write it, so they can see if the handwriting matched. Oh. And they said, no, spell the word this way. And in the movie, he was like, but that's not how that word is spelled. They said that we don't care. That's how we want you to spell it. And then once he spelled it that way, they went to court and said, see, he spelled it the same way. Hand, yeah, a handwriting expert see that he spelled it this way. Right, and that, right. Yeah. I don't know. That's all I know about it. But it was just a very interesting article that someone really thinks they've cracked the case. 
1932 case in 2024. Oh, and conveniently, they have a book coming out. Oh, we should purchase it. I mean, I did buy a book recently. I didn't read. I, I really want to get back into reading. My reading has gotten so bad. I, but I bought Endgame, uh, that book about the royal family, because I kind of wanted to read read all you that love shit. love the royals. I mean, there's a lot of shit happening, and I just put it down and just never. And I just bought it and didn't read it. I constantly try to get myself back reading again. I'm doing okay. I've started over break because I got a book light for Christmas. I was given those a, are very nice. I was given a book light, a little thing to clamp onto that's your book. That's right. Yes, that's right. And so I was like, you know, this could be the motivation that I need. Sure. To start reading again, to infuse my mind with the written word. What were you reading? I've started reading again. The I I think I list. I don't remember if I finished it on tape, but it's the uh, it's I think it's called Chaos. It's the book about the. Manson murders that looks at it totally differently. What, as, as a comedic happening? Mm-hmm. Oh. It's just like, you know, as it turns out, this is actually quite hilarious. Yeah, it was a prank. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the book that the guy, we talked about it before. It's really good. Uh, this guy, I think in 1998 or 1999, was assigned to write an article about the Manson murders, but he was trying to figure out a new angle to take. Mm. It was for like Premier Magazine or something, right? Premier, be- yeah, I think Premier is right. Yeah. And almost like a fluff piece. Exactly. But he was he wanted to figure out something new to write about it, so he just started talking to people and realizing that the whole story wasn't there and there were holes in Helter Skelter and oh. Bugliosi was holding on like really hard to his version of the story and getting really mad if you even tried to to poke holes in anything that he had said and it, I mean it, and it just goes on and on to the life that like uh, Polanski was actually living to the LSD experiments that they did on Manson to how the government and the CIA was involved oh. it's, it's wild how how deep it goes yeah yeah so that's what I've been I've been getting back into with my book light but I would I would read I would read the reexamination of the Lindbergh kidnapping yeah, I just reading is a weird. It's like I'm a, I'm a. I always say I'm a streaky hitter. Like I, I I'll do really well. Yeah. I I go ten for twelve or zero for fifty. Like I I, I sure. am very. Once I'm on a roll, I'm okay. But yeah, it's getting to that point that I'm fucking shit at. And you can't stop once you stop. I have to restart all everything. So I, I go to zero immediately. Uh huh. And it'll be years. Yeah, that's why I obsessively will go to the gym. Just because not because I'm so dedicated, but because if I stop, it's rolling downhill. Then I have I, I'm fucked. I, and I, it'll be a six months before I go. We have to make things habitual. You have to make habitual. things. This is just what I do. Yeah, yeah. My feet have to just go there. <laughs> anyway, reading is like that too. When I'm on a roll, I'm good. But when I'm not on a roll, it's been you know two years. This it has to be. This is a thing that I do. Yeah. There's free time in the day. I'm or yeah. I'm tr- what. So what I'm trying to do is train myself better so that at night, if I'm not falling asleep, if I'm you know. If I've got something going on in my head, instead of picking up my phone, because it doesn't help at all, Never. it just gets you charged up more, I try to read. Read something light. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. I try to yeah. get to the bottom of how the CIA was responsible for the Manson murders. Yeah, something something easy to doze <laughs> off on. That's right. It is helpful, though, because I'm sitting there either thinking about, like, oh, what are we going to talk about on the show tomorrow, or what am I going to do on the wrestling podcast, or what am I going to, like, all these things that I'm going, like, okay, and then I'll say this, and I'll say, if I can talk about this, or, or, or read about this, and it's just like I'm getting all that other stuff out of my head so I can fall asleep, 
I mean, it is helpful. I guess I see the point about it. It's not the lightest. No. <laughs> but at least it's reading. World. But it's reading, and I'm also escaping into Tom O'Neill's weird, obsessive world about trying to crack the case of the Manson murders 40 years later. Well, it's anything at night you do that's relaxed. Like, I find it hard to get off the computer, or if I'm editing something, I've been doing a lot of editing, or if somebody in my house is running around in their underwear filming videos. It's, it's, it's getting very scandalous. Uh, I just don't. What am I? Come on. I'm fucking 55. It's getting very titillating. Yeah, it's it's, it's 1150. <laughs> I don't want to film. I don't want to take pictures. It's very hard to wind down. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, I don't know how you can wind down when you're sending us videos at 11.30 that you can't even get through. Bro. Oh. It was not the right thing to watch. At the no, Dude, that one no. got me so bad. I was awake when you sent that email. I was awake and in bed. And that's why I had to pick the book up. I forgot I, I like, sent it. I was like, oh, let me see. Uh, let me see this email. And you don't email very often. I almost was like wondering if you got hacked and it was one of those things where right, I right, click right. the link, it'll send... Banking uh, information request. Yeah, whatever. yeah. But it was just to me and Travis, so I was like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. And I was not happy that I checked it out. It was the wrong time to check it out. I totally forgot that I was. I sent this. It, it's... Uh, Glad you did. What's it called? I, I uh, Climbing the Trump Building. And it was these, these urban climbers. I don't know how... I just stumbled on it like I was just online, you know... And uh, there's footage of them on the outside of the Trump building. I'm, I'm assuming in New York. I think it's New York. And uh, they're outside. And it's just, it, this one really got me. I couldn't, I couldn't get through this fucking video. It is New York. It's in parentheses there, New York. Oh, did it say New York? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess they climb, they sneak into the building and they are on the inside. Yeah, somehow they go up into, like, they, they get up through the elevator. They don't always tell you how they do that, these guys, because no, they have they, systems, they have way. I mean, I, I have an idea how they do it, but... Oh. Uh, and then they go outside and climb up the spire, and it's just... I don't know why this is such a... Like, I just feel like I could... I can't. I can't. This was a really hard video to get through. They're so high up, because that's what they do. So they climb, they, they're in the building, and they just go up to the very tippity top that you can get to on the inside. And then they... Oh. Go to the outside and start. Yeah, does it look so easy to trip and fall over? Of course. And it's like it's it's almost like a and it's a free climb too. There's no, there's nothing attached to you. There's nothing harnessing you in. There's there's just nothing. And then they sit there and they're taking pictures, sounding like me in the DMs. You good? It's really the way they're holding on. And he's wearing gloves. Like it's just. It looks like it's so easy to slip. Oh, you have to. It's one slip, and you're and it's curtains uh, for you. Yeah, I, I I watched a little bit of this, but I actually turned it off around here. I, I couldn't. It's terrifying because there's no potential of survival if you slip. It's helmet cam. It's these GoPros on the helmets that that give you this. Oh God, I can't. I know it's a really. I could not physically get through this. I try. I'm like, just watch it. You know that this is. You're watching a flat screen. We'll tweet it. We'll tweet out the link. It was. It just was horrifying. If you think you can watch, but yeah, I wasn't happy that I clicked on this. I'm uh, laying in bed. I'm trying to relax, and then I get the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, it's it's the reaching for things and looking like you you won't be able to find your footing when you go back down because it's so much taller than it's supposed to be. You're looking down and seeing the tops of all of these tall mm. buildings. That's how high up you are. You're taller than the buildings. 
I feel like I would just get disoriented and and, and, and just yeah, fall. Yeah. Slip. yeah, yeah. I would just fall. I was faint or I'd pass out or get woozy. Or what freaks me out is like you climb up all the way to the uh, top, and you do the impossible. You get all the way up there, and then you realize, oh no! Like I have to do all this again. The only way to get down is to climb all the way down. Well, on these, the, the, uh, uh, he's. Uh, I can't even look at it. He's on. He's oh. on. Oh. Jeez, he's at the, at the very top where the lightning strike thing will oh, be. Oh, so this tall. is this is so fucking unnecessary. No, he's not even holding on anything. Uh, no, he's grabbing his camera. Oh, I got to get a shot of this. Uh, I got to take a photo. Yeah. So these, this is. Uh, ah, I ran out of memory card. <laughs> what if a bee flies next to you? <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, God. I don't know. If bees go up. Yeah, they don't. don't yeah, that's a that's a beautiful shot. But I mean, well bee, worth plummeting to your death. A bee would be up that high. Go where the fuck is all the pollen? There's no flowers up here. No, there was a you know that guy Elaine Robert, uh, the guy the French the French Spider Man who climbs this building. He's sixty. Okay, I, I don't know him by name, but I know the French. Yeah, Spider-Man. there was one he said recently he did where he climbed the whole building and he got to like less than two meters from the top and he said there was there's no way forward. He had to climb back down. Though he'll usually climb and then just go take the elevator down. Sure, of course, because the accomplishment is climbing to the top. How do you climb back down with your feet first? That's what Hands I'm first with your eye, your eye level, you could see, but having to find your footing with your hand going back down. And even psychologically, you're motivated to climb to the top. Yeah. Because that's the accomplishment. But you don't realize you're only halfway there. You have to climb down a spire. I would just. A spire. I would go. This is not even. This is at least. Whoa. This he's holding sucks. A, uh, uh, he's holding around the round part. He's holding it like a fire pole. Ah. Uh, like I really is. It's crazy how this affects me. I can't. I can't. I, same. You feel it. In, I feel it in my stomach. In my chest. In my chest, and and it like goes into my shoulders. I feel it in my feet. Uh, it's it's these it's these fucking. We're not meant to see things from other people's point of view. That's right. That you're not supposed to be able to touch that thing on top of that building. Ah. Uh, why would he do it? Just, you, you shouldn't know the true size of it. And I just climbing down like it's a ladder. And I know he's alive because I'm seeing the video. I kept saying to myself, you know, he lives. I couldn't. This is this is one of the worst ones I've seen. It's horrible. It's really horrible because you know as uh, well. You know that feeling of when you climb an eight foot ladder. When you get to the top of an eight foot ladder, and you're totally disoriented because you you go that ladder didn't look that high, but now that I'm at the top of it, this is very frightening. You know what this That's remind- eight feet. When I was a kid, we there was a. Uh, and that's is back in Edison. There was a like like the 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 bridge that goes over Route One, the Raton River Bridge. I think it was called. It it, it goes. Uh, it can. It's on Route One over the Raton River, and there was an underside of the bridge, and there was a ladder going up to this area. They called it Bum's Cave. You know, this all these dumb names. Sure. And I guess guys, <laughs> guys are there. real creative. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the cave. It looks like bums go in there, but it was it was in uh, under oh. the. Um, it was in the uh, the bridge itself, and there was like a ladder. It's probably twenty five feet going up. It was high, and they went up there. And I remember I went up there, and they either took the ladder away, oh. or, I, or I got stuck and paralyzed, and I couldn't come back down. And I, I think they had to get my dad. Like I don't remember how I got back down, but I was sitting there looking out of this cubby, looking down twenty five feet, and I I couldn't climb down. I was paralyzed with being afraid. Meanwhile, these guys are. I mean, who knows how high up in the air? I mean, and then now this guy's. How long do we have to watch this? I we, we just. I can't. I just. I literally can't. I can't handle it. It's cr- have you seen like that? I, it might be in Japan that 
staircase that's on the sculpture of the hand. How that, high is that? I have seen that, but it didn't it didn't do anything for me. But I, I I didn't know how high it was. It gets narrow and it extends out over a mountain, and you climb up to the palm. And it says, "Could you do this?" Yeah, I could not do that. I don't know if I could or not because I can't see any relative thing to, to how big it actually is. I'd be like a little kid climbing up the stairs, and then I wouldn't be able to get down, or I'd be I, I'd oh, go down on my on my tushy. There's no handrails. No, there's no handrails. I would have the only way I could get down those stairs would be at the very center, <laughs> very slowly on my tushy. It's the same way you get down a penis. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> When you say you, do you mean one because of your own personal experience? Oh, no. My hiney is pristine. <laughs> no, I'd have to definitely, like a small child, go up and down that stairs. Yeah, there's no... There's I, I, no I can't see how high it is. It. There's no picture from the side to show you how how high the... Uh, there's, I can There's no way. That doesn't look bad at all. I'd be in the fetal position up there. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. That's high. And see how it's... Yeah, there's nothing yeah, around there's it. there's a net right oh, there. Oh, there's a net... Oh, oh fucking it. boom. Never mind. I've never seen it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, there's a net. Who cares? Could you do this? Yeah. Of course. Oh, they angle all those so you can't see the net. This is dumb. Yep, it is. This is just where people go for their like It's a nice picture. Pictures. But that's why that that's why they have that angle I couldn't yes. figure out how high it was because I don't want you to see there's a net right there. There's a net right there. Five feet below. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean. Could you do this? Of course, I could fall into a net. Yeah. Never mind. I wouldn't have to go down on my tushy. I could run up and down that staircase. Yeah. Yeah. That. that I mean, the net. I'm sure it sucks to fall into the net, and it's humiliating. But you live. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, that really. Um, I shouldn't watch these videos. Maybe it was very late at night. No, this watching. is like. This is fine. Yeah. I'd be more afraid to do that rope climbing thing at the Palisades than I would to, to, <laughs> to do this. I want to get over my fear of heights. I wish I could get over it. Like, it's it's just so... I don't know. I some some fears you're supposed to have. A fear of heights is a healthy thing. Not, But not a terror where I can't even watch that video. A fear of heights where, fuck, no, I'm not doing that, is one thing. But this, this paralyzing terror where I can't even watch it, it, it's just, you know... I'm fine with my fear of heights. Oh. I didn't know, because it's not something that bothers me on a day-to-day -day basis. I didn't know that... I had a fear of heights until I was in a couple of situations, and I have no problem not enjoying being in those situations. Yeah, like some some guys are really bad; like they can't go up into a high apartment. Like that doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. Um, I like a nice high apartment. Like sure, press right up against the window and look out. Sure, um, glass elevators kind of suck. Wonkavators are okay. They're now nah, they're uncomfortable because I always feel like we're gonna hit the ceiling and then fall. They can go in any direction. Yeah, those are fine. Those are fine. But I'm always afraid we're going to hit the ceiling and fly through. I, I do have that fear. Or, or just well, hit it and plummet. Because it's glass? No, just any... It, it, like, when you're in the CN Tower mm -hmm. uh, in Toronto, or, or the Seattle Space Needle, when you're going up, you just you don't see the top. All you see is yourself shooting up quickly. And you're like, we're right. just going to hit this, and it's going to fall. Like, the Towering Inferno had a famous scene where the glass elevator gets caught outside. That scarred me as a boy. I think it was 1974. That's what scarred you as a boy? One of the things for gotcha. heights, yeah. Gotcha. The Towering Inferno. I don't need any... OJ's, uh, uh, an OJ vehicle. Yeah, was his debut or had I he done a couple debut. things? I'm not sure. Then? Obviously, he'd done the Hertz commercial already. I don't need all those, like, stunt spectacular 
height things. I don't need to strap in. I don't need to walk across the uh, Sydney Harbor Bridge. I don't need in Australia. Yeah, I've done it. I, I know you have. It. I don't need to do that. I don't need to go up top to the tower in Toronto and hang off the edge. I don't need to jump off a building in Las Vegas. I don't need to do all that stuff. There's plenty to do with my feet on the ground. But plenty. Look, I'm look, occupied. Looking at the, like going up to those observation decks is good because the view is nice. It's nice to see it. But to, to do something, and by the way, that fucking edge walk, that building hang you do sucks because you're not over a net. You could still die if you fell. In Toronto? No, no, here in the city, on the west side in oh. Hudson Yards. You're not over, like when you're in Toronto at the CN Tower and you hang over, you're fucking hanging 1,200 feet in the air. I don't need to do that. But here, you're hanging over the observation deck, which is probably still a couple hundred feet down, but it's not the same. I'm what about the new thing at Rockefeller Center, the beam? Did you see that? Oh, that shit. Would you do that? No. I mean, yes, it, with that, I could eat lunch there. It's supposed to mimic that photo yeah. taking that iconic construction oh. work. But it, you're over the building. It's, it goes up 10 it. feet. It sucks. Yeah, but I'd love to oh, do that because I'd make people start calling me Willie Beeman. <laughs> but it's not it, It's not even like it. You're just sitting it's in a like beam. It. No, it stinks. The Vanderbilt building. But are you up high? Yeah. No, you're on the building, though. But you're right above the building. You're you 10 could, feet in the air. You could shoot it, though, so it looks like you're like... Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but that sounds like an exercise mainly for clout. Yeah. Yeah, it, it blows. Yeah, you're in a seat and you're strapped in. Yeah, I mean... I know, I wouldn't... It goes, but look, you're in the middle of the observation deck. This There's... seems like something Hot Dog and the girls that he works with would do <laughs> after happy hour or something. Yeah, you're I tw 20 feet in the air and it spins in a circle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, this is... You don't even go close to the edge. No, this that's not scary. Colossally dumb. The, I get why people would do it. They want the photo. They want the thing. The but it's not... This isn't thrilling. No, the, the the Vanderbilt I want to go to with the glass bottom floors. I keep forgetting to do that. But that, that's over yeah, on 42nd. Yeah, but you want to lay under them. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. Yes, it is. <laughs> You're right. Summit 1? Yeah, I think so. That kind oh, of looks, yeah, yeah, that yeah. looks fun. Very cool. Is that one of those like in Chicago where you can... See below you. Why did you just say Chicago? I don't know. I said it was a Chicago accent. Was that on purpose? Or you just it just kind of no, came it out. Kind of came out. That's one of those things in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of <laughs> came out. Yeah, it's exactly like that. I yeah. hated it. I didn't like it either. But I, I want to do that. I think there's some really cool views. Yeah. They had to tell women to like not wear uh, skirts or underpants. Yeah, there's yeah. a place in Japan that does that. It's like some club where you can walk under a glass floor and look up skirt. Who, who doesn't love the Japanese? <laughs> there's all. It's part of a whole sex district, the right? Best. They're the best. Yeah, I would like to go to one of those. Would you? Sure, it'd be fun. Pick up skirts. I love to peek. <laughs> Don't you like peeking up a skirt? No. <laughs> I mean, it's not like <laughs> it's not something that I seek out. I mean, you don't like a little essay. Well, there it's it's mock essay. They're hired, you know, they're hired to do that so you can yeah, well, peek up the skirt and hide your fantasies. I, I was uh, when I was a kid. I still remember. Is this another time that you were scarred? No, this was a healthy one. Where my, my parents were shopping for a vacuum cleaner, and the, oh. I, I was probably oh, no. <laughs> I was I was I was probably six, right? And I was I was looking down the shirt of the girl showing us the vacuum. You could see her bare tits. I mean, bare braless tits. Right. And I, I mean, I, that's like Homer probably... Simpson asking Maud to get peanuts. Not those, the ones at the bottom. Oh, because she would bend over? Yeah, he liked yeah. that. He got, he got a little tipsy. This is probably 1973. And wow. uh, I still remember her tits. And I still remember looking down 
the vac at that vacuum. So she was squatting down, showing us, and I could peek. I was so happy. You loved I think it. she was showing me. Yeah. You think she was showing you? I'm sure. How old were you? Six or seven. And you think she was showing you her cleavage? Her tits, her bare tits. I want this six to seven year old to see my breasts. There's another woman I worked with. <laughs> this was an as an adult, uh -huh. right as I started stand up. And then she and I didn't get along at all. She was a supervisor. I didn't like her. She didn't like me. But uh, she would always go braless, and she would always bend over, like when she was working, and you could not not see her tits, her bare breasts. It was awesome. You think she was doing it on purpose? I don't know. That was I, I, it was so obvious. Some people just like, how do you not know that your bare tits are showing? Like, you know, the collar is really loose and hanging. Like, you have to know. And I'm not going out of my way. I'm literally I'm not moving. I'm just there, there, and I'm looking. I think there was a court case a while back in the city where a guy actually got into a car accident because <laughs> a woman was walking down the street yes. without a bra on. And I guess he saw like her nipples poking through the shirt, and he went to take a look. He lost control of the vehicle, and I don't know if he injured himself or somebody else, but... Uh, Did this asshole blame her? Yeah. Oh, what a douchebag. Well, I think she came from a lot of money, so it might have been a cash grab. Of course it is. Probably I hope he grab. lost. And had to pay her legal fees. Her tits <laughs> distracted me. Yeah, I mean, we expect walking around with I, those things. Well, fuck it, what a goose egg. I get it though. I, I crashed, certainly. I've almost crashed my bike many times. Yeah, Sometimes you do crash. Your bike. <laughs> I have. Yes. Not because of tits though, but you have almost gotten into bike accidents. I mean, you just see a girl, you're like, holy shit, and you're like right through a <laughs> fucking red light. So you understand what this guy? I got completely understand. Hundred percent. I don't yeah. know if I'd sue. But you just be like, oh, it's my um, own stupid fault. No, it's my own fault. Do you know what a nightmare it'd be to be that guy, to be on the jury of that case and Troy is with you on the jury? You'd be going, clearly, this is not the girl's fault. Ah, I don't know. I mean. Have you, have, you, have you been on your bike around this city? She knew what she was doing, not putting a bra on. Oh, yeah. She was flouting society's conventions. Do you think so? <laughs> she was a great flouting. way to put it, flouting yeah. society's She's conventions. She's a floutist. Yes. <laughs> I mean, no matter who you are or where you are in, in the culture or society, a pair of tits without a bra, seeing that a nipple, it just, you can't not enjoy seeing that. It's, a, it's always sexy. Until you're dead in the ground. That will be a nice sight. That's right. <laughs> and, and for the mortician, he's going to see your tits and like them. Right. Right. I mean, <laughs> not you, but you know. <laughs> I don't know if that's how morticians. <laughs> You think morticians get off on <laughs> dead breasts? They're not supposed to, but I guarantee you there's a few that do. I guarantee you there's some that got into it for that reason. <laughs> you think there are some morticians that got into the field so they could look 100%. at... 100%. There are some. Necrophiliacs. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's just it's a, very, it exists. It's exist. very bizarre. but It's really bizarre. You know. Little Jeffrey Dahmers? Yeah. Yeah. Just weirdos. Like complete control. Complete control wanting sex zombies? Yeah. Little little things through the clothing that will always drive me crazy. I like that more than nudity. It, it's so a peak. You like to peek. I do because again, when I was a kid. That's how I would see things. I would peek. Mm -hmm. But I remember Anthony was talking one time. He goes, "I just like a naked woman. Like I'm totally nude. Like no socks. Just na and I like that. But to me, it's like the, I like the the thing you're not supposed to see. The breast, the glance. But you like to be naughty. I like to be naughty. That's right. Little bulge of a vulva. Oh, <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> is that what the sometimes is? <laughs> yeah. you never know? But either way, I like it. Yeah, once you unpack it, things you're not supposed here. to see. It, it's crazy. I'm, that makes me so nuts. Like the way this building affects me viscerally. Like I can't watch it. Mm -hmm. The other affects me too. I can't. Like it just makes me nuts. Like that time you saw that woman and you could see her pubes at the pool. I was with my friend. I'll never forget that. I'm like, I can see hairs, and she goes, "What did you say?" 
And, and I go, nothing. And he goes, he said he could see hairs. <laughs> well, he ratted she you out. ratted me out, and she screamed at me, you little fucking pig. <laughs> How old were you? Five. <laughs> 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 it ruined me. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, five. Five. That's so young. Yeah, looking at a, a, a bulging pussy. <sighs> Just knowing that it was naughty and I liked it, I might have been six. But I was, I was, I was. It was at the pool in Edison, New Jersey. So I was extremely young. That's insanely young to be having that conversation. Yeah, you fucking, you little fucking pig. (laughs) Snapped at me, that cunt. I told you, I told you, her fucking boyfriend was a maintenance guy, and I heard he backed over his toes with the lawnmower, cut off three of his toes. (laughs) Good. (laughs) I hope she had a foot fetish. Rotten bitch. Uh, <laughs> Isn't it crazy to react that way to a five or a child? Like, I mean, I was really young. To get that mad, and that, my friend didn't know. He just ratted me. He didn't know any better. Well, she was probably embarrassed and didn't know how to handle it. I mean, maybe, but, you know, trim your pubes, 1974, fucking wild bush lady. I guess, no, I guess so. In 1974, I don't think it was as prevalent, the yeah. trimming and the... No, you're right. It was, it was full on. Right. So... It probably wasn't her intention to titillate. No, probably very of course young people. not. But just being a lad. All right, I think we're getting multiple calls here, so I got to spoil it. Eric in Boston. Hey guys. Hey buddy. Uh, pretty sure Mike Montone just snuck an entire Seinfeld episode reference past all of you. I no, I don't think so. I think he was talking about a news story here in New York. Let's go to... Uh, the heir to the O. Henry fortune. <laughs> it wasn't the heir to the O. Henry oh, fortune, so was funny. it? <laughs> that, that wasn't where the... Sue Ellen Mischke, wasn't it? That wasn't where the money came from, was it? That's Rawless Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> You'll always get me with those because I don't know any of the episodes. He loves doing it, That too. <laughs> will always get me. That's uh, the first time it's happened? Uh, it's the first time I remember it. I think I've fallen <laughs> for it every time. Every time. With every time I mean, and Anthony has done it, you've done it, he's done it. Yeah. I've always fallen for it. But there's always listeners that are enjoying it. Yeah, sure. Dan in Queens. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, uh, Jim. How many times is this bit going to be uh, continued? And you're not going to watch Seinfeld and get the references. I do. I, that's how you know I'm telling you the truth when I tell you I didn't watch Seinfeld. Yeah. I, I never know that these are, these are a bit. There's very few of them I would catch. That's great. Anyway, yeah, I, maybe I would like it. I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. I, I was way, way, way late to the game on that one. I'm doing a rewatch right. It's so good. Curb's, so enjoyable. Curb's incredible. I mean, Seinfeld's incredible. Yeah. I don't know if you'd like it now. I, I, might, I don't I mean, necessarily like the sitcom formula as much as what he, what, what Curb Your Enthusiasm does. So I, I might not enjoy it as much just because it's... But you know, the moments I've seen, I, I respect what it is. I don't, I don't think it's bad. And it's less sitcommy than most sitcoms. It's sitcommy because it's a network sitcom. Obviously, sure. there's a laugh track in every or whatever live studio audience. I don't yeah. know, but it's less sitcommy in the sense that I mean, Larry David did it. So yeah, the laugh track is uh, that's what ruins a lot of the old mashes. And I heard in England they wouldn't have the laugh track, but For it really, it, it, yeah, it was standard. The only time I've seen a laugh track work, I think we've discussed this, is I, I think Steve Coogan is so funny, and I'm Alan Partridge, mm-hmm. is where he plays a radio host yeah. in England, and there's a couple of different series, but the one, um, I think it's season two or whatever, where he's a radio host, and uh, him and his girlfriend are having a house built, is really fucking funny, and he uses a laugh track, but it doesn't bother me for some reason. Is it... 
the way we use it, or is it a device? No, he's actually using it as if there's a studio audience watching it and laughing. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, we use it to mean us as Americans. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same, same way. Sure. Okay. But it, I don't know why it doesn't bother me. It probably should, because um, all of his outside shooting and there's a laugh track. Aside from the Night Court remake, sitcoms are like done, huh? Or are they? Are they still a couple that are? I mean, the, the formula is so gross and tired. And they just have done nothing to really make it feel new or like, wow. No, they're just repeating. You know, that's why I always mention old shows, because I just, nothing new makes me really laugh that much. Yeah, it seems like Chuck Lorre might be the last sort of sitcom, prolific sitcom creator. Yeah. I don't see any more coming. Well, because a lot of them are doing like half hours or 25 or whatever on, on without commercials. So the sitcom structure is needed because you don't have to hold people through commercial breaks. Where sitcoms yeah. had, had a certain structure, mm-hmm. you know, you know, da, 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 commercial, da, 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 com- you know, you kind of knew how it had to play out for this act, that act, and then the final act. But there's also, n- yeah, on so many sitcoms, not a lot of meat. Like they're very disposable or were designed, I think, to be pretty disposable uh, shows. And the way TV is now that you can, you have access to literally everything. Yeah. So you can watch something that you actually want to watch as opposed to, oh yeah, it's good, it's on, I guess I'll just watch this. I think that's made it tough for a lot of sitcoms unless they're really, really good. Yeah, because you, you can, you, what did I just start yesterday that I just turned off and it might even be good. It was something about, oh, an avalanche. I started to watch this thing about this 1982 avalanche. Uh, the, the guy who like ran the avalanche patrol and it was interesting but it's one of those things when you're sitting down with a meal you're like all right i'll but then you're like wow there's an hour and 25 to go and i'm done eating so i'll come back to it but then instead of coming back to it you watch you know the fucking cold case file you know, whatever just, else yeah you, want, you actually really want to yeah so any show that can grab you and hold your attention yeah buried it's called the 82 alpine meadows avalanche i yeah. probably will get through it but you know there's so many documentaries and so many things about so many tragedies. Hard to enjoy them all. Oh, this is a couple years old. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, what happened in this avalanche? I'm always interested in an avalanche, I suppose. It seems like a horrible way to die because you, you live for a little while under snow. Oh, that stinks. And you don't know which way you're pointed. Right. You might be upside down. You have no idea. Your whole... Oh, man. So if you're upside down, you could think you're digging yourself out, but you're going deeper. If you can even move, like if you're not packed in, yeah, and you can actually like dig. If you're upside down, you or you're sideways, you're either going to nowhere or going deeper into the avalanche. I think they have this. Fuck! Don't you ski with whistles or something too, so you can blow whistles? Or aren't there things to that you have with you so you uh, can you're just sitting there uh, under feet of snow? Snow is packed in your whistle, blowing uh. a whistle. <laughs> no, terrible way to die, man. It should work. Slowly uh. suffocating. The worst one, and I think there's a documentary on this, and I can't watch it because I can't even read about it. It's a case I wish I knew. And I've told, I brought it to the show before. The guy who died in the mine, in um, it might have been Utah or South Dakota. He was one of those cave crawlers. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember this. I can, I'm not, I'm not watching any avalanche or cave stuff. And he got stuck, uh. pointing down, in a tiny, tiny fucking narrow thing and he was stuck for like 24 hours and uh 
Uh, it's This is why you shouldn't get over your fears. A, a little bit of fear of heights and a little bit of claustrophobia is a good thing. Yeah, but I can't do an MRI happen. of my brain because I'm so claustrophobic. Well, they wouldn't be able to find it anyway. That's not very helpful. Okay, sorry. It's a very insulting <laughs> remark to my intelligence. <laughs> I've worked very hard to come off as a smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining that. <laughs> You're really spoiling my image. <laughs> Man dies after a day trapped upset. What year is that, Travis? Uh, 2009. <sighs> I, it's it's a long death, man. That's a long, and I've seen eight hours. What's that? Twenty eight hours. And I've seen diagrams oh. of how he was. If you see the diagram of how he was, it's horrendous. Yeah, this poor his father had a heart attack. It also that doesn't he died help that he died in the Nutty Putty Cave. The Nutty Putty Cave. Nutty Putty. Like it's not like a cool. That's like winning the Pop Tarts Bowl. <laughs> Well, he, he died so... We could be nourished. So we could be nourished. But, like, oh. you don't want to be like, oh, yeah, no, he died in the Nutty Putty Cave. Yeah. Uh, it's humiliating. Yeah. And they tried to get him out. They set up a pulley system after hours. What cave was he in? Nutty Putty. No, it, put it doesn't matter. No, what cave? That was just some place yeah. in Utah. Just the Nutty Putty. And they, they pulled him up a little bit, and then the fucking the rig broke, and then he actually fell further in. Oh, so I, he had hope, and then he had fucking hope, dude. It's it's the worst. This poor guy. I I know you ask for it when you go into a cave like that, but still, a that's little a tormented. That's a terrible death. I get extreme phobias having to cure them a hundred percent. Yeah, a little bit of fear of heights, a little bit of claustrophobia. We're supposed to have that. Yeah, it's like animals having instincts. Animals have instincts, so they don't do dumb shit. Yeah. We're not supposed to get past our instincts. That is true. When a bear gets to the edge of a fucking cliff, he doesn't just walk over because he's an idiot. Right. He go. you know what? I got to get over my fear of falling off a cliff. No. It's healthy for a bear to not want to fall off the edge of a cliff. Do you see that? that, that we, as humans, evolved to the point where we became the king of all species. Oh, poor guy. Because we could build structures. That's what we do better than any other species. We can build structures to live in. There's no reason to go cave diving. And I guess there was no way just to pull him. You had to have the pulleys a little bit. I'm not sure why. I'm sure they tried to pull him. There's this amazing, uh, I don't know if it's technically a cave or what it would be classified as, but it's a natural one in right out, right in Hershey. Right. It's terrible. In Hershey, Pennsylvania. But you go and like you know it's a there's a big opening you go on a tour of it it's been it's completely made to tour it's all chocolate it's all yeah yeah and it's it's but it's amazing to see but they tell stories of how the tour was made and like it, they have stories like in the 1920s and 1930s of people sneaking into this natural cave and going through these little openings and stuff. And I'm going, how do you know you're going to be able to get out? You don't. I can't look at this anymore. Can we take this off? It's, yep. it's, it's, it's driving me crazy. Like, his arm is pinned behind his, like, his side, so he, they said he couldn't even touch his face. Like, yeah, it said uh, rescuers had to deal with the difficult geometry of the tunnel. When they lifted him, his feet hit the low ceiling, and the space was too narrow to pull him backwards without breaking his legs. That's right. Yeah, it, it, his shins would have been... Just break the legs. Yeah, they were going to have to, I guess, but then he... <laughs> So he had a heart attack? He, from him being upside down all the time, I oh, guess. Oh, the blood. The, the strain on the heart, yeah. Oh, and you said he couldn't touch his face? No, but they said they pulled him up and he could finally sip water, and then he fell back down. But, like, yeah, the feet would have broken. They actually left his body in there and sealed the cave. 
Um, but they couldn't. They would have broken both of his legs. I guess you have to because it was going the wrong way. It would have been the shin bend. Why didn't they pull him out and just break all his bones so they could bury him somewhere? I don't know. Maybe maybe it would have been too much of a, a risk for the crew. Oh, maybe. Yeah, getting someone back in there. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean terrible. Because otherwise, is that what his family wanted for him to be buried in the worst decision he's ever made in his life? In the Nutty Putty Cave. Oh, I yeah. forgot that was the name. They the sealed up the. Second. They sealed the entrance, so you can't go in the Nutty Putty anymore. But he's just there forever. Oh. Terrifying. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why you'd do that. Because you think you can conquer your fears. Yeah. I doubt he was afraid. Like that's a guy who's not afraid. Like that's a guy who. But he gets off on being. Enjoys that he enjoys that. Yeah. A wife and an eight-month-old daughter. Like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? How about how how about this for your? How about this for an adrenaline rush? Give your daughter a Christmas present. Put on an Oculus. Put on an Oculus. That's right. Yeah, they. they, I read that too. Like when you have a wife and a kid, and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Get fulfillment elsewhere. You have a whole. Do the plank walk on your on your Oculus. On on Richie's plank walk. Yes, I I I I always say would update that to look like a real city. Still scary though. I mean, play Spider-Man, hanging on top of buildings. Would you do an Oculus game where you get stuck in a cave? Oh, God. Yeah, because I can take the helmet off. <laughs> I could just take the helmet off. Like, And there's been times where I've had to. But yeah, that that that, that I could live with. But I, I don't understand when you have a wife and a little baby at home. What the fuck are you doing? Imagine if they made that game, stuck in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> What's Well, you, you go cave diving, and then what? Wow, then you're stuck. That's it. That's it. You beat the game. You beat the game. You can't get out. Um, oh, Josh in Utah has an explanation for us. What's up, Josh? Hey, what's up, Sam? Hey, man. Hey, I was calling in about the avalanche thing. Yes. Yeah, they say when you get caught in an avalanche, uh, the best thing to do is you spit so you know which way gravity is so you can dig the right way. Oh, dribble oh, spit interesting. out. Hey, that's yeah, so... Yeah, so you can dig up instead of down. That's such a mind fuck. That's like uh, when pilots have to just trust their tools, their meters. Yeah. Because they've been completely discombobulated by whatever direction the plane's in. That's right. Yeah. Don't listen to you. Cause you, you get that with that spatial disorder. They say that happened to Kobe Bryant's pilot. He got that spatial disorientation because it was, uh, I guess, foggy on the mountain. Yeah. And they were, they've done like a lot of reenactments on wood the way he flew and they said he just got fucking disoriented and just you think you're going straight but you're actually coming down on an angle and he fucking plowed into the mountain because you think you're you're going straight or or higher every part of your brain is no i'll trust my brain yeah i know how it feels i don't know how helicopters don't have better equipment for that on on board so much of it is visual i don't know why they can't what's that you got, they also say that you got these, uh, they got avalanche beacons so that when you wear them, they can locate you and try to find to dig you out. Right. Uh, to get out of there. But that'd be terrifying to me. Yeah, avalanche beacons make sense. I, I heard also whistles, like if you have a that little whistle or something, if you can use it. Um, You're talking about those guys. I know, whistles. but so they can hear you. <laughs> but you still got to wait you, a few buddy. minutes for the things to settle and the ski patrol to get up there. I mean, I imagine they move pretty quick, but just stay home with a 
cup of hot cocoa and watch a good movie. Curl up with a good book. I uh, Dude, I was reading about that Michael Schumacher, the guy who's got like, I think now it's the second most, the record for the Formula One. He's a, you know, a very, very, one of the most successful racers in history. Mm-hmm. But 10 years ago, like in early December, it was the 10-year anniversary, he was skiing with his son and he went like off course a little bit and there were some rocks covered by snow. So he hit one of the rocks and he f- plummeted forward and smashed his head on a fucking rock. And he lived because he had the helmet, but he had traumatic brain injury. So he's been, no one has seen him for 10 years. His oh. wife has been extremely private. Like, there's, that's the last anyone in the public saw him. And I've seen traumatic brain injuries, uh, and you just, you're kind of, just, uh, you can't talk, and they said he doesn't communicate. That sucks. Maybe through your eyes a little bit, or... So she's protecting him from, I guess, people seeing him this way. But it's been 10 years from fucking skiing. He went off course. If you're a real adrenaline junkie. That's right. Having kids, it doesn't stop that. No. And right, when you win that many Formula One races, just going down the hill is probably the same feeling you get driving to Walmart. It's not enough. Right. Sucks. No, that's exactly right. But, um, yeah. No, no one has seen this guy. Like, There's been no pictures. And he was young? He was in his four. I want to say he was forty-seven. He's fifty-seven now, or in approximately. Yeah. I think he had, he had come. He was going into his second retirement. Mm-hmm. Like he was kind of done racing, but still. But still, he's like, fifty-five. Yeah. He's fifty-five now. Yeah. Okay. So he's so. forty-five then, or so. Yep. Yes, that's young. That sucks. Although the crazy thing is, if he came out now, he'd still have plenty of years left. Like if if, if all of a sudden, traumatic brain injuries is such a shame they can't fix them. HBO did a great documentary years ago um, on TBIs, and you just see. What happens to, like, this one guy was, like, a, a finance guy, and he fell from, like, the second or third floor balcony at a party. Mm-hmm. Just fell back and cracked his head. And you, you just have that vacant look staring off, and you can kind of motion, but, like, Terry Schiavo. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't know if you can see anything or... Ugh, it sucks for the family, too. And they don't know. You don't know if they know or not. They don't... I mean, the do- but I'm saying the doctors don't even really know. No. No. Brains are complicated. Yeah, we still don't understand how much of a stroke is any way for that rewiring possible to ever fix itself again. Right. Maybe you just don't, people don't live long enough or... Right. Yeah. And why is it that after multiple strokes, some people are still ornery? And still eating wings <laughs> and fucking burgers and complaining about the burger when it's not cooked right. <laughs> why? Why are some people after two strokes still fucking ornery? It's a great question. <laughs> uh, Eric in Chester. What's up, Eric? Hey, Eric. Hey, guys. I was uh, hearing about you talking about the avalanche earlier, and the guy before touched on it. But when I was younger, I used to go helicopter skiing. Ugh. And they've got these things called avalanche airbags that are fitted with a beeper. So it knows, and it blows off, and it's... It's the same principle as cereal. When this airbag goes off on your backpack, if you if you shake a box of cereal, the bigger pieces come or cracker jack to the top. Right. And it's the same thing with the airbag because you're bigger than the little pieces of snow. So you come up, you're face down, but you're at the top. They're about 1500 bucks. the one I bought. Oh, wait, so it will push you through the snow back up? Yeah, if 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 uh, Travis wants to look this up and not get angry with me like he did, Jim. <laughs> okay, that, don't bring that up. We're past it. You you can go to beaconreviews.com/airbags.php and there's a whole thing with a okay. graph and everything. Travis, you don't have to do that. Do they have those I things? Know, that- I knew he wouldn't. I I feel you, Jim. 
Uh, do they have things that will work? Reading URLs. Do they have things that will push right, you up? I'll talk to you later. I just wanted to know that that is out there. Right, if thanks, you go buddy. into a, a, a coding app and you type in oh oh one one oh 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 one oh one one oh, yeah, an exe file. You know. And here's some avalanche airbags. Ah, would you just Google avalanche airbags? Yeah. Probably a little easier. Wait, what do they do? I, I they well, they push you in the right direction. They use gravity, I guess, to push you. Okay. Right towards the top. Right. So if you because you're heavier than the snow, so you wear it on your back. Right. And if it's if you're face down under the snow, it raises you to the surface. And if you're on your back facing up, it'll push you towards the surface. I guess. I guess so. It's pretty genius if that's if that works. Yeah, that's sick. If big, if true, I will say that. As far as these uh, avalanche airbags go, big if true. Um, yeah. How do how how do they work? Avalanche airbag packs increase your likelihood of surviving an avalanche by keeping you at or near the snow surface while everything's moving around. Oh. Scientifically, this is known as granular convection, but more commonly known as the Brazil nut effect. Basically, when you have a field of moving particles, the larger particles tend to rise to the surface as the smaller particles scientist? shift down and fill yeah. in the air pockets underneath no, those won't. larger particles. <laughs> Demonstration, if you have a jar of mixed nuts and I give do. it a shake, it seems like fun. the larger particles I'm glad rise she to the demonstrated top, those the are the shake. Brazil nuts, while all the other nuts sink what down to the bottom. What a fun experiment. This is you in an avalanche. And tasty. By increasing your volume with a Think giant puffy airbag <laughs> on your back, you become one of the larger particles. You get trapped in an avalanche way, and you're like, don't worry, I'm a Brazil nut. I'm a Brazil nut. By the time everything's done shaking. And that can increase your chances of being oh, rescued even if you're buried. The primary cause of death in avalanches is asphyxiation. We know. The second <laughs> leading cause of death in avalanches is trauma. So while See, having a giant airbag, I mean, we didn't need that. <laughs> Travis, I wish you would talk to us more like this because this is like a, uh, it's condescend. It's like a friendly condescending. The you know, primary cause of avalanches. Exactly. Deaths. If you could talk down to us in a little bit of a staccato, but oh. always smiling and going. Well, I would look for that for you guys, but it doesn't exist. When See, I was that, that would be better. I, think. I was curious too because I've heard of people dying in avalanches. And I'm like, what kills you? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I didn't understand. I mean, I've been in the snow. Yeah, I've survived a tell. Yeah, the yeah, tale. yeah. You're buried under tons of snow, but like, where does, what? What is it that kills you? And she explained sometimes you can't breathe, which I didn't think of. I didn't. And sometimes you're injured, which I, I actually does make sense when a mountain full of snow is <laughs> spinning you head over uh, s. You mean because of the impact of the tons of snow? Gotcha. gotcha. Racing downhill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A tsunami of snow right. buries you and breaks your bones. I, I was like, oh yeah, there are injuries that will occur. Gotcha. I didn't understand. And the suffocation thing. I'm like, why? When you're packed in under tons of snow, why are you suffocating? And then it's, oh, there's no air. Have you ever had to deal with people like that? That when they explain to you things, they're not just explaining what you want to know. Yep. They have to explain all of the surrounding things as well. Mm -hmm. And you go, I, yeah. I know that. I just need the, just, yeah. just tell me how the airbag works. Yeah. I understand. Sometimes people could asphyxiate. Yeah. Asphyxiation is a complicated word for. I know it's that. This isn't reading rainbow. The explanation of raising, rising to the top, the bigger particles makes sense because it's the explanation of how the bag works. But I know that asphyxiation and injury is what you die of an avalanche. Maybe they just need it. They're like, well, I mean, 
We only got a 45-second video out of this thing. If she said everyone who's ever been in an avalanche died of a stroke, I would want to hear that. I'd be shocked right. if every one of them had a stroke. Right. Wow, I didn't know that. Most people die in avalanches over time. They catch pneumonia because it's so cold. Right, or they die of really? old age. They yeah. actually live out a full life in the snow. <laughs> They're full snow <laughs> They have families. Yeah. They find They find them with little snow babies. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a shock. <laughs> they become... What's commonly known as a yete. Really? Is that how they make yetes? Um, it makes, and Todd and Dallas, I, 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 I just, I, I hope people ask us if we're going to get into it like we're avoiding it. I mean, like, we're I, I don't know, Todd. This is a tough one. Todd, what's up, bud? Hey, what do you say, guys? Hey, Thanks buddy. Take my Happy New Year. Hey, you Happy too. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it yesterday. So <laughs> on the uh, Pat McAfee show. Who? Um, Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. He's on ESPN. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 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 So he uh, was interviewing um, Aaron Rodgers. And somehow they got onto the, the, the Epstein list that was coming out. And he said, uh, Aaron Rodgers said that if Jimmy Kimmel is on the list, He's going to pop a bottle of scotch and enjoy a bottle of scotch. He said that Jimmy Kimmel was really nervous. I guess they had some kind of argument about being an anti-vaxxer. Well, anyway, yesterday, Jimmy <laughs> Kimmel texted out. I just talked about your asshole. For the record, I'm, I've not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any list other than clearly phony nonsense that soft brain wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. And he goes on. I wanted to uh, get your thoughts on that. I could care less about Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel fighting. I don't give a fuck about the politics of either guy. I don't care about the opinions of either guy. I, I, I mean, it's entertaining just to watch two guys argue publicly, sure. Yeah. But I, I don't have any feelings. I, I don't give a fuck, man. I, I really don't care at all. It's of zero. I, I guess I... I I thought it was interesting that Jimmy Kimmel felt the need to come out. No, but I don't blame him for responding. I mean, the guy is saying something. So, no, Jimmy, of course he's going to respond to that. If someone's saying that you're going to be on that list, he came out, I think, responded like a regular person. He just insulted him back. Hey, asshole. So, yeah. Well, he didn't insult him back. He threatened to sue him. Yeah, but, he, but hey, asshole is an insult. And saying that you're a soft-brained idiot is an insult. He came back and insulted him. Yeah, but then said... We'll deal with the lawyers. Yeah, but that's that's, that's a the, that's the bigger story. That's why it became a big story. But that's not even a a, a real threat because I, you're not going to get we'll debate the facts further in court. I mean, that's literally why this is a story. But it won't. It, that wouldn't hurt him. He would never win that lawsuit because he didn't say you're on it. He goes, I hope he's on it, or I bet it. you know, it's all nonsense. All right, thanks for the call, Todd. Um, I, I don't exactly. think he would win that case because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is just kind of just being a dick and speculating. He's not saying I know for a fact. Pat had to go. Did you hear Pat go into kind of recovery mode as soon as Aaron <laughs> said it? Aaron Rodgers is definitely a double-edged sword because it's like the reason he's great is because he says wild shit yeah. and people talk about it. But the reason he's a risk is because sometimes he says wild shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, Todd really uh, filled you in on literally every detail of the story. Yeah. I mean... Minutes after I said how annoying over explainers are. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Aaron Rodgers was on. Uh, I guess Kimmel has aired clips of Aaron Rodgers on McAfee's show before. I'm sure he's fucked with them and said things. And, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Yeah, he called him like a 
tinfoil hat something. Right. Something. Right. Right. That's because everybody is, it's all identity politics. Everyone is mired down in, in being wrapped up in a, an external identity, something outside of themselves making them, uh, making their personality what it is. So everyone's married to these outside, it's, it's like, it gives a shit. Well, I guess, but I mean, the, the Kimmel's got a joke about stuff that's going on on television shows. Making fun of something, of course. And of course, you should state opinions. But you know what I'm talking about. It's when people's whole identity becomes wrapped up in this thing, whatever the thing is. And it becomes, the, this is my identity. It's this cause or this opinion. It's like, shut the fuck up. And then I'll watch something like this. And yeah, sure, you watch two guys fight. Okay. But it doesn't mean anything. I don't care either way who's right. The fuck do I? It's nothing to do with me. Who gives a shit? Like, but people will like literally dive in and take sides. Fucking Aaron Rodgers should say. Really? Yeah. You're that invested in these two other men arguing? Yeah, I, I, it's usually not a good strategy for a comic who's jo who's made jokes one way or the other sure. to bring up lawsuits in court. I mean, you're that, not gonna, you're not gonna win that. And also, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel saying, uh, "We'll debate the facts further in court." Turn this from a Twitter beef into a national news story. Yeah, that, that like that line is why this is such a big national news story. I don't think anybody heard, and we can listen to the clip if you want. Yeah. I don't think anybody heard Aaron Rodgers say that and go, "Oh, confirmed." Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel's on the list. You know, he's just hitting back at a guy he doesn't like. You want to play it? Mm -hmm. Bring it up. Bring it up, Foxy or somebody back Seats there. Seats on it. Bring up Super Bowl 58. You'll see it. The emblem. Put it on the screen. And then bring up 57 and 50. They're talking about uh, how some people uh, have, have noticed that the colors of the Super Bowl logos have accurately predicted the teams that have been in the Super Bowl uh, a few years and so now everybody thinks that this year's Super Bowl is going to be the Ravens 49ers because the, because of the colors. <laughs> oh, okay. so that's that's awesome. That's NFL's fake. That's sure. the context. Yeah. Sure, yes. Because if the NFL is going to fake the Super Bowl, they might as well wink and make the colors the it's same. It's an interesting coincidence. Sure. because yeah. it has happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And could the Ravens and the 49ers? One hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we know fun. who won't be in. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> They'll never make a, a, a silver and blue. No, nor nor a green <laughs> Super Bowl. Jets logo. ain't going either. Yeah, no, Jets ain't going. And and I don't think that the Jets ain't going uh, has to do with a fix uh, from the NFL. No, unless somebody came out and grabbed his Achilles. Yeah, no. Yep. Bring it up, bring it up, Foxy or somebody back. Seats there. on it. Bring up Super Bowl Fifty Eight. You'll see it. The emblem. Put it on the screen. And then bring up Fifty Seven and Fifty Six. This has something to do with the Epstein list that came out. <laughs> Feels like, feels like. <laughs> That's supposed to be coming out soon. That's supposed to be coming out soon. Look, this guy's been it's waiting in his wine people. cellar. Yeah. I've been waiting in my wine <laughs> cellar for this thing. <laughs> a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Obviously, a clip from this particular program was run on Jimmy Kimmel's show. Uh, whenever Aaron brought up the, the list and then. Jimmy mocked him for it. Mm -hmm. Aaron has not forgotten about that, but here we are sitting right in front of that nice bottle of scotch. Mm -hmm. What do you say? I'm waiting to celebrate something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Something <laughs> He's awesome. been waiting That's for the that. one. <laughs> You've been waiting for hey, I'll tell you what. If that list comes out, I definitely will be popping popping some sort of bottle. Hey, you've been calling for it for a few years now. Anyone else notice this? Oh. My God. Okay, so oh, there's, oh, the, oh, I see. there's yeah. the logo controversy. Yeah. Wait, that's all he said? 
Yeah. yeah, and then the co-host was like, oh, does this have something to do with the Epstein list? Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 but I mean, that's AJ the whole Hawk. clip? Yeah. Oh, that's, there's, that's there's the clip, nothing yeah. to sue for there. Well, Zero. Yeah, well, he's not going to sue. Just threatening to sue made it a news story and also garnered more controversy. I mean, I don't think, yeah. there's no, nobody's but, debating as to whether or not. But even threatening a lawsuit, and that it, it, that's such a non- actionable clip like you know what i mean like that's so if he said look i've heard jimmy's on the list then you could go all right maybe but that is so fucking there's no way you think that he's actually saying it as a hundred he's saying he hopes it happens you're allowed to hope you can hope and wish sure yeah funny if it was after I, all this after he said that now i don't think he, now i would have to say i mean i never thought he was on the list but i would have to say absolutely not because if you know it's coming yeah, out it'd be a weird strategy it would be a very <laughs> weird thing he, he was pretty jimmy was pretty definitive <laughs> wasn't he on the flight logs i don't, don't know, know that for a fact <laughs> no, probably not i don't know i would guess of, probably not he probably would not draw attention to it if he was since he just said he was not and they're, they're saying like oh robert kennedy was in 93 he took a private flight like People are really getting crazy. If, if you use some rich guy's private plane, you know, a lot you may or may not have interacted with that guy. Because these, rich- yeah, I mean, yeah, but I don't think it's crazy for people to go. Here's everybody that sure, sure, but, but, but at least, and then Robert Kennedy explained it. I mean, know where it was going and when it was. It was in the, I think, the early nineties. When did the island start? I have no idea. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> but aren't private planes rented out all the time? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Or, or loaned out, like right, right. politicians. I think these guys want to curry favor, obviously, or just say I had Clinton on my plane or I had so-and-so on my plane. I think this is one of those, though, where it, I, it's a perfectly reasonable explanation. However, it does require an explanation. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's reasonable to say, hey, why did you fly on this plane? And then it's reasonable to accept, well, you could just look at the timeline. I rented it out and he wasn't on the plane and we didn't go to that island. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Paul in New Jersey. This I'm not familiar with. Hey. What's up, Paul? Hi, Paul. Hey, guys. How you doing? Happy New Year. Hey. Jimmy, quick question for you. Uh, what do you think about Kimmel denouncing almost his entire early career, more specifically the man show? I, I didn't know he did, and I didn't hear what he said, I, I, so I don't know. Basically, he, you know, you know what kind of show the man show was, and he basically said he was wrong for doing that. He's sorry, not who he is now. Blah 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 blah. Politically correct bullshit. You know, I, I, I don't think you look when you when you've made a lot of rude jokes, you have to just live with the fact you've made a lot of rude jokes. And then there's the other side of it where, you know, he's in a position where people are still trying to have him fired for those old jokes. So don't pretend that there's. People are coming, will come after guys and go, look what he did back then and try to get you in trouble and lose your job. So that's his way of probably just putting a fucking axe through it. Uh, hey, this way the company can go, hey, he said he was sorry. So I don't think he should have apologized. He has nothing to apologize for. But it's also oh. fuck the culture for coming after him for old jokes that he did as well. Yeah, I mean, the same people oh, that are critical of his apology are the ones that are 100%. trying to bust him. And it's all based on whether or not they are upset by his old... Jo- it, it's, the whole thing is it's just nonsense. It's circular nonsense. The only thing, by uh, the way, I, I've ever heard him I, I apologize did. for on The Man Show is... Oh, Blackface? Carl, the Carl Malone sketch. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. So, yeah, maybe he uh, just apologized no, he's for... Ap- he's apologized for everything, especially the misogyny. Um, he's okay. apologized for all of that. And, Jim, I agree with you 100%. I mean... If you come out and say something we did years ago, we did it, it's over, they have nowhere to go with that. 
I mean, it, and it's also there, and you're not asking actors to say they're sorry for playing. Fi- Shut up! Like you know, it, it's when you've got a history. I mean, it's easy for me to say because I've, I've made you know thirty years of monstrous jokes. <laughs> so it's like it is what it is. But you know, I guess when you're in the Disney world, and you and, and you look back at those bad jokes you made, then all of a sudden it might have an effect on you. But it shouldn't. Okay. Disney's aware of that when they hire him. Like, they already know his jokes when they hired him. Like, what are they going to do? So we didn't know about the blackface? So, yeah. I, well, I don't think he needs to apologize again, for anything. I, I think there's a... Correct me if I'm wrong. And obviously, no one does it today. But there's something that he did as a character for Carl Malone. Yeah. Versus just dressing up in blackface to go to a party. Correct? And this is what people are forgetting with blackface. Because Fallon did it. He did it. A lot of people did it. And I've said this before. But anyone who has dealt with networks, standards, and practices, anything you do has to go through them. So, like, the fact that that bit gets pitched and they go, yeah, that's fine, that shows you that it wasn't seen as the deadly thing that it's seen as now. Because the networks have always been panicky. So they let it go through. He didn't just do that on a whim and run out and surprise everyone on live television. They knew what he was doing. They signed off on it. So that's it. Okay, cool. Thanks a lot. All right, buddy. Nubby in Oregon. What's up, Nubby? Hey guys, uh, did you guys happen to watch the uh, the Huskies game by chance? The I saw Washington, one. I, uh, I saw one very important part. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I didn't see the whole game, but I did manage to catch one of the cutaways. Yes, I'm glad I apologized. Yeah, Very upset. The B roll, and I'm I'm curious. I mean, hell, they went after you, you know, Stern and O and A and things like that for you know all these things for FCC violations and things like that. But I have not heard anything. About ESPN catching any kind of you know well, fine. ESPN ESPN is a cable uh, right. channel, they so they wouldn't catch the a fine. <laughs> the FCC doesn't run cable. They have no say over ESPN. Yeah, and they yeah. So all they have to do is apologize and make. Well, they don't have to apologize, but they did for the advertisers. And they, yeah. yeah, make sure their advertisers are okay with yeah. it. Yeah, and the bottom line is, even yeah. though ESPN are babies, they 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 didn't do anything wrong. They just shown a shot and someone flashed tits, and all right, it happens. What do you think is going to happen right. on Bourbon Street? The little titty's going to come out. Where, where, where are they? I didn't even see it. In the beginning, right there in the corner. Look at the titty. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't even see that. And, they, and she's looking up at the fucking... I saw it. She's looking up trying to get beads. She's not even paying attention. Like, no, it's she just an know she's incidental thing. Why would that... Even I mean, have... what do they expect? I mean, literally, yeah. you're walking down Bourbon Street and you're sitting there and you're watching a group of women looking up at a balcony and I I mean I I am a ch- No, I mean you all right, your phone's cut. Got- your uh, phone's cutting off. Yeah, it's it's such a non-issue. Again, it's no, another thing. You do have to issue. address it. I, I mean, there's titties on ESPN. I guess. You got to say something. I you got to at least acknowledge. Otherwise, I'm going to feel that, gaslit. Folks. Yeah, sorry about that, folks. That's it. That's it. That's all it requires. But otherwise, like, are they not even going to acknowledge the fact that I just seen titties on ESPN? What was their apology? Was it like a corporate nonsense or was it just casually like, hey, didn't, we didn't realize? I don't think it was a big deal. Okay. Let's see. Hang on. I'm hanging, bro. I'm hanging by a moment here with you. Mm. Uh, we regret that this happened and apologize that the video aired in the telecast. Oh. All right. It's just covered. That's all you got to say. Uh, covered. Yeah, Grounds are covered. Yeah, even that. <laughs> we got to see them thangs thanging. We're all good. 
Everybody's okay. Yeah. Everybody's going to survive this one, which is good news. Yeah. The breasts didn't... Uh, nothing bad happened after? Everything is okay. Oh, by the way, I forgot to say this, Jesus. I'm not doing the Fat Black tonight. No. I got a, I, I, anyone who bought tickets. I'm, I'm there... I'm not there next week. I'm there in two weeks. Uh, I'm doing Gutfeld tonight. They called yesterday, so I'm doing... Uh, I'll be on Gutfeld tonight. But I, anyone who bought tickets, my apologies. Oh, man. Yeah. And so you just get to keep their money? Well, no, they'll see. Whoever they, <laughs> whoever they put in, they'll see. They usually put somebody good. Oh, I'm sure. That room's awesome. Yeah. I don't know who it'll be. Mm. I don't want to make any promises. Will you say if they're good or bad? If we check? I don't even know if it'll be on the thing. Oh. Don't know. Let's see. Oh, this is real. Hang on. Allie in Toronto. What's up, Allie? Hey, Sammy boy. How are you? Happy New Year, guys. Hello. Is it Allie or Ali? It's Allie. Allie, you got okay. it right. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so, boys, I was in Ireland, and, uh, and I went to a place called the Cliffs of Moher, which is a terrifying place. You guys were talking about heights this morning. It's rocky. There's a huge drop off, and you can walk right to the edge. Were you? Is it like a tourist type spot, or is it? Is it like a like you have to sneak in or climb it or something? No, no, it's it's a touristy spot. Lots of people go, but uh, no one ever really steps to the edge of the rocks. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of suicide memorial type things all all over the cliffs just because people just keep throwing themselves off. But take a look at the video, guys. The, They'll be terrified. What's it called again? The Cliffs of Moher. M-O-H-R. Oh. Are they just sitting there doing Christopher Walken impressions? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Thank you, Alan. The Cliffs of Moher. <laughs> oh, It yeah. looks like where... That's a great place to jump. Land on the beach. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Sun a little bit. Looks like Shutter Island. Yes, it does. The remake. Very high. Very high cliff. Like Papillon. Remember the end of Papillon? I don't think so. I think they were on a cliff. I wouldn't. Yeah, I just... I have no interest. That girl in Japan who... I mean, I, I don't know when it was, but she threw herself into a volcano to commit suicide. That's badass. Because her love didn't work... Like, do you regret it on the way into the volcano? Is there a moment where you're like, oh, God, and you feel it getting hotter? Yes, the warm air starts to hit you is when you're like, this was dumb. How long does it take? I mean, the agony of, of being falling into lava. I think you've you you got to go into shock right How long? You feel it. How long do you feel? I don't think long at all. Before you're, I mean, because you're burning alive. It's a terrible death. Yeah, but it's so quick. Is it dude. thirty seconds? I, no, it's way quicker than thirty seconds. seconds. Way quicker than thirty seconds. You're not lasting thirty seconds in a volcano full of lava. You're done. Yeah. Split second. I think you're in. You're in. You're into shock, and then it's over Maybe. immediately. Maybe. I don't think. I. I think she probably experienced very little pain. It was in 1933. Oh, shout out by the way to 1933. Okay. I would love to know how long that takes. I mean, there's no way to, to do the experiment. They, they can only guess. Ten, I mean, they say 10 seconds. That's a long 10 seconds. You'll bet that they say 10 seconds? 10, 12 seconds before you would actually be lose consciousness. Travis, the bet's on the table. You're going to have to look this up. 12 again. seconds. But then again, 12, how will they 10 know? 10 to 12. What? Uh, how long you survived in a volcano? The media craze over this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
led to a disturbing effect. Copycat suicides. In 1933 alone, more than 900 people killed themselves in the volcano. Jeez, this is a full volcano. (laughs) Media reports claim that over 2,000 people committed suicide in Mount Mahara in the 1930s. Eventually, they fenced off the volcano's crater. Yeah, because three a day (laughs) we're going in? Yeah. There's a line. You should buy tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one way, please. Jeez. Because, like, suicide is such a... A thing. Yeah, it's there. crazy. Yeah. yeah. So All right. How long? How long can you survive inside an active volcano? Survive. That's the way to do it, though. You think so, dude? It's well, let's see too, how long. It too takes. much. Too painful. I mean, if you jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, like a lot of times they say you get stuck in the mud. I've heard that. I've yeah, heard that. That sucks. Yeah. Will you drown? Yeah. You hit the. So you're falling. So that whole time you're like, "What? This was fucking dumb." And then you're like, I, "You live." Then you hit the water, so it hurts. Then you're all the way underwater, so your ears pop. Then you think you live for a sec, so you have hope. Then your hope is dashed when you realize your foot's stuck in the mud. And then you drown. That's the the worst. Is it your foot? I bet bet you it's half your body. Maybe. Maybe. Or up to your shoulders in mud. Maybe. (sighs) I'm reading it would take about five seconds. Okay, that sounds more like it. And you're probably in such shock, you don't even feel it. That's right. Uh, the temperature of the surface of the lava could be anywhere from 700 to 1200 Celsius, meaning that radiating temperature at the top uh, of the throat, the, uh, the top of the volcano, will be close to that. So at the beginning of your fall, your clothes and skin will be burned off, your blood will boil, and your muscles and organs cooked in a number of seconds. When you finally hit the surface of the lava, you're already dead and you're burned to ash. It's the air. Wait, yeah, it's the amount of time that you're falling, and it's so hot in there already that you're just burning. You, you, so you're burning alive as you fall. Yeah. yeah, it's very hot. It's yeah, like an oven, which is better. That's quick. Yeah. If you're burning as you fall, it's better because then the adrenaline is kicking in too because you're falling, <sighs> and and you're in shock. And yeah, that's if you're gonna get burned alive, you want to you want it to happen while you're falling. Do you want to be burned alive or frozen alive? Frozen. Bur- I don't know why I said it like that. Annoying <laughs> delivery. I know. Yeah. I, I, as I said, I realize. I'm why? Like, I, I mean, I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, an eager idiot to answer the question. Why do you want to be frozen? Frozen. So <laughs> Just because burning is... I've seen people burn to death, and it's a terrible, terrible fucking death. Wow, it, being frozen alive... Also it, a terrible death, yeah, but I think less terrible... Because if it took w- the same amount of time, just five seconds, because it's so super cold. Frozen's better. Yeah, and it's also they've had guys who were frozen together on Everest as they were as they were dying, call his wife because he couldn't climb down. He was too fucked up. And there's that famous phone call he made to his wife where they knew he was gonna, he was on the ledge and he couldn't get off. He was gonna die, and he's freezing to death. And there's different. I think there's different. Uh, hypothermia does different stuff to you than burning. Okay, I think if it's happening fast, it would probably be exactly the same. Because you're going into shock. I, yeah, I don't think it makes a difference. If it's happening long, then you might be right. Hypothermia might get you all fucked up in your brain so you wouldn't even know what was going on. But if you're slowly burning alive, that yeah. would suck. There's a scene in uh, Thanksgiving, the Eli Roth movie, where they just cook a lady in the oven. It sucks. She's in that oven. She realizes it's going and she doesn't go instantly. No, it's a real bummer for it, the lady. It, it's what they used to do to to torture people in the in the um, what were they called the brass bull? Years, yeah. and, you know, and the pharaohs built that where it was a bull made of brass, and they called it that because of the sound you made when you screamed in it. It would come out the air holes, um, and they would put like uh, wood under it and slowly roast you alive in this brass thing 
as a punishment. And they would say it would take a couple days. Ugh. They would go very slowly. That sucks. Um, they would kill families that way. Like, it's just... Barbaric. Yeah, when people talk about the good old days, I don't know when they meant... <laughs> Well, I don't know if anybody... The 1950s. What's that? <laughs> the 50s. <laughs> okay, yeah, the good Actually, old days. Well, this is what we were doing. When Mike talks about the good old days, he's usually referring to 90s shock culture. That, that too. <laughs> what a terrible fucking death. Yeah, I don't know if anybody refers to the, the brass bull days. No, but you days. know, you hear like, ah, the way things used to be, kids today. And it's like, we've always been pieces of shit. Yeah. Can we stop pretending? <sighs> the brass bull. That's, that's the worst one. Because it takes a couple of days, especially because your skin is sticking to that. Just painful. And there's no way to open the hatch. I, I imagine they lock it. Because people probably try to get out. That's actually a real good thought. I'm glad you brought that to the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if they left it open, people would cr- cr- get out. I hadn't. I wouldn't have thought of that. I would have left it open. I would have looked like a fool. I think the guy who invented it for the pharaoh, or for they put him in it to test it. What a... <laughs> I, which is a co- total prick. I don't know if he died, though, or if they just put him in the test. I don't know. That sucks. Yeah. I just did this for you. Perilous. The creator. <laughs> it was invented by Perilous and presented to Phaler- Phalerus. Oh, yeah. The cruel and tyrannical ruler. The bull was a torture device. Victims. Blah, blah, blah. It's just a terrible way to go. Yeah. Perilous. Oh, that's why perilous is a word. Mm. Probably. Named after that guy. I would imagine it is. Yeah. Look at us learning all about the ancient days. Sure. We're so smart. I don't know if I mix that up, but I think the guy who invented it, they put in it. It's very possible. I think I just read that they... Hang on. But I don't know if he died or if they just tested how it would feel. And they pulled him out real quick? Did that hurt? <laughs> yes! Yes! Well, hurt <laughs> yes! It hurt a lot! Would you want that to happen again? No! All right, so it works. All right, relax. Perilous received, uh, believed he would receive a reward for his invention. Instead, uh, talk about your all time backfires. Phalaris, who was, who was disgusted by these words, ordered its horn sound system to be tested by Perilous himself, Jim's right, tricking him into getting into the bull. Can I have <laughs> How a re- do you trick someone? Hey, see if the horn works. Can, Just get in there. Can I have a reward for making this? Yes, as a matter of fact, we put it in the bull already. Jump on in and get your reward. So there's a horn inside the bull. Like, yeah. which, which would... Uh, That's why the sound was made. Yeah, yeah. here, let me... Uh, yeah. Like this. Right. Oh, that's, I see, yeah. Blow the horn for your reward. So, so Phalaris was like, well, why don't you just get in there, see if the horn works. And then you'll have a nice oh, reward. right. And then he heard the click <laughs> of the brass door shutting, and he forgot his key outside. When Perilous entered. Guys, I he, think you may have locked it by mistake. Guys. <laughs> guys. When Perilous entered, he was immediately locked in and the fire was set so that Phalaris could hear the sound of his screams. Before Perilous could die, Phalaris opened the door and took him away. After freeing him from the bull, Phalaris is then said to have taken Perilous to the top of a hill and thrown him off, <laughs> killing him. What a dick! See, he thought it was a troll, and then they killed him anyway. What a tough boss. Yeah. Phalaris himself is claimed to have been killed in the brazen bull when he was overthrown. Uh... By somebody else. That's the oh, way to do it. Yeah, that's he, comeuppance, is what that is. What a bad guy! Is, is there any paintings of Phalaris? I'd love to see what he looks like. So that what, shit name was he? Mad Phalaris was. 
Was he mad at him for asking for a reward? Is that what you said? Yeah, he said he was disgusted by that. So he's well, like, wait, because he asked for a reward? I would like a reward. For, for creating the brass bull, yeah. I oh, created for this for it. you. I would like a reward. And he's like, I'm going to burn you in it and then survive you and then throw you off a cliff. Wait, if Falaris was so cruel, why would he be mad at the guy who invented this? Maybe he maybe wanted he, a reward. Maybe he was a dick. Hey, look, what, hey, do you have a little something for me? That's like when Hot Dog goes like, look how nice this footage looks. And I'm like, okay, jump in that brass bowl for a <laughs> yeah. sec. Keep telling me about your footage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's not the reward he had in mind, right? Yeah. Yes, I do know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just drawing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Being tossed off a cliff. Any photos? That's a better way to go, though. Any photos or video? No, no photos or video. Oh, That's okay. a much better way to go than fucking the brass pole. I'd much rather get tossed off a cliff if I had to choose. Still rough. Yeah, cause especially, especially since because you're all sore. Yeah, you, you're yeah, you have the all these pole. burns on you, and you're like, I'm not going to get a reward at all, am I? Oh, thank God I'm out of there. Why did they Wait, pull him out? Me? I'd love to interview Phalaris. Why did you pull him out? Like, he was in there. Probably what? so that he could tell people, so people would learn how bad it was. And what did it feel it. like? There you go. But they want to just throw him back in. They want to throw it because he's got this hill that he wants to throw him off of. Yeah. yeah like He probably wants to troll him again because you can't trick him into going back in, right? He probably was a, tr was, was a big troll, and he wanted to just keep tricking him. What was his name? Who? Uh, Perilous. 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 Yeah. He wanted to keep tricking him. So he knew it wasn't going to be a trick. Then You can't trick somebody into getting into that ball twice. Fool me once. Shame on me. Yeah. Exactly. So you're like, okay, you got in the ball. I tricked you. It was a good bit. It was funny. I'm sorry you're all burned up now. There is a, okay, there is a reward. Let's go to the top of this hill real quick. He was like, okay. You're the not throwing. It's up there. The reward's up there. You're, okay, but you're not throwing me off. He goes, no, absolutely. I will n absolutely not throw you off the hill. All right, then I'll go up the hill with you. And then he threw him off because he left a trick. Because you have to know, though, if you're if you're perilous, uh, you know that your boss is a bit of a cunt, and you're like, he threw me in the bull. I mean, this is bad. And this, I made this fucking thing for this guy, and he threw me into it. Yeah, that'd be like if the guy who the guy who invented the electric car, if Elon said, hey, could you just lay there, and then backed over his head. Yeah, does this run over people? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Okay, could you lay down for a second? It'd be such a dick move. Yeah. So he goes up to the top of the hill, and the guy, he probably knows he's going to get shoved off. He has to know. And I bet you that that was the old school way, Perilous, like tossing people off that hill. I love to throw he's like, people this off is, I hill. just, I'm going to miss this. <laughs> yeah. This is fun. This is old school. One more for old time's One time. more for old time's sake. Yeah. Perilous. Off the cliff. Let's go up to the top of the hill. What do you say, bud? Wow. Yeah, what a rough way. To, I didn't realize that. I, I, I thought he pulled him out. I didn't know he killed him right after. I would Falaris, love to, I, he did pull him out. I know. I, said, I would love to hill. interview Falaris, Falaris and, and ask him what was well, his... If you take Perilous, you can get Falaris. Yes, yeah, yeah, but Perilous is coming with publicist wants to sit inside. And don't don't talk about the brass bull. <laughs> he's, not, he's not promoting it. He that. doesn't want to talk about the bull because he's, uh, he got in trouble for the bull. He doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> that message would come. Falaris should be here in three minutes, please. Also, he doesn't want to talk about the bull today. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Oh, the hill. Don't talk about the yeah, hill. He's promoting this other thing. It's a, it's a swing set that your kids were sitting. He doesn't want to talk about the bull. He doesn't want to talk about <laughs> Perilous at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to take a phoner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would you do a Zoom with Perilous? <laughs> Where is he? He says he's in the studio down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to do a Zoom with Farrellis. It'd be worth it. Oh my god! You know, awesome. He'd be to talk to. What a dick! Yeah, it would have to be a Zoom because if we had him in studio, he would trick us into doing something. Yeah, 
He's a real, real con artist. What did you like? What, what did he do that annoyed you so much? Like, like I was let's say that's like saying I'm like, are you had this guy makes the bowl? Did you ask him to do something else? No, because he go like this. The making the bowl was his job. You don't get a reward for your job. You just do your job. Yeah, but how did you say to him? Well, I said I needed to test the corn. No, no, no. But how did you say to him you wanted a torture device? Did you say invent something to burn people in? How did this bull come about? And didn't he know that he shouldn't get a reward? <laughs> and when he got in and got out, what did he say? Did he laugh when he took him out and go, oh, thanks? <laughs> he, he probably did because he didn't want to get on his bad side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. You got me on that one. Ask for a reward. Boy, that's really not, no, that's not, that's not reading the room. Right. <laughs> hey, uh, you're happy with how this works, right? Yeah, we're really happy with it. Yeah. Well, how about a little something on the side then? And then the feralist guy said, well, you fucking, the Nike logo inventor got 50 bucks. Right. What do you want? Right. Shithead. Get in. I heard Phalaris got, uh, uh, murderously angry because, uh, Perilous said, hey, how about a taste? Yeah. <laughs> So he threw him in the bowl because he was so annoyed. <laughs> yeah, just get in there. <laughs> go in there. <laughs> That's just what I heard, though. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> yep. What a shit invention. What year was that? Wow, year very year effective. That? Oh, boy, is it. I think this was like 1910, 1920. Oh, it was a long I time thought it was ago. more recent. It was a long time I thought ago. This was I thought it was part of 90s shock culture. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like this is like we were one step away yeah. from bringing the brazen bull to shock jock radio. Bull for a wee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that if they hadn't done that piss yourself contest, we would yeah. definitely at some point yeah. have brought out the brazen bull. Two point conversion in the bull <laughs> while it's burning. <laughs> no, we thought we could pull them out and we didn't realize how quick it yeah. would go. Uh, sixth century BCE. Wow. 600 years before Christ. He missed a lot. Yeah. Christ. I mean, things were pretty messy when he showed up. Yeah. yeah well, that's why yeah, we needed him. Better. Huh? They didn't get better. You think we're not? You don't think we're better off now than we were with the brazen bull? I don't know. There was a lot of medieval torturing that was pretty... There forgot sure about, was. I forgot about medieval In times. his name, a lot of it. Yeah. I forgot about the medieval times. <laughs> like hung, drawn, and quartered. I mean, that's a rough mm. way to go. Yeah. What do they do First there? First part's great. <laughs> <laughs> What but, do they do when so they, they tie horses to, to all of your limbs? And then what do they do with the horses? Just tell the horses to charge the other direction. They don't encourage them to stand still. No. Do they, they, all the horses go together? Yeah, they're told to go a certain way, and they do. Opposite ways? Unfortunately, they're not just taking you the same direction. That's a bummer. Yeah, that's a bummer. That's the difference between a ride and being ripped apart. I thought it might be a fun ride. Yeah, that's what they should do in Central Park. Yeah. <laughs> fucking families from Ohio come in and get their fucking arms and legs ripped off. That's right. <laughs> and Liam Neeson is just yeah. running around going, this is good for the horses. Yeah, sure. This is very good for the horses. Who's exercise? <laughs> he loves horses in Central Park. He does, yeah. <laughs> fucking dick. <laughs> fucking soy sauce haired idiot. <laughs> Hanged, drawn, and quartered. Yeah, they really had some buttes in the Middle in the middle Ages. It was penalty for men convicted of high treason in the uh, kingdom of England. Well, you can't have treason. No. Especially high treason. High treason's worse. Low treason. Eh. Maybe they just cut your balls off. Right, exactly. <laughs> or the or the worst one is when they would hang you upside down and spread your legs because they want the blood to rush to your head to keep you awake. And then they would take a giant saw and start through your crotch and saw through the middle of your torso. Like two guys working on the railroad type sawing. Rough. What? 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 Art the Clown did that in the first Terrifier movie. That's from. That's what that's from. Yeah. He hung this uh, young lady upside down nude. 
and decided to start with the crotch and go to the head. Yeah, me saw through. I imagine you're dead. I don't know. You'd probably stay awake for a while. That's just pain. Well, you better... <laughs> I, again, shock is a thing. Like, your body does go into shock. You better it is, hope. But that blood's rushing to your head. You're not passing out. You're awake for it. You're oh. awake. There's yeah. a scene in... Uh, you ever see Bone Tomahawk? The Bone Tomahawk, they do it too. Yep. <laughs> Bone Tomahawk is a wild time. That's a good movie. It's, it's really totally great. like uh, people don't talk about it nearly radar, enough. Yeah. It's fantastic, but a little gory. Yeah. It's crazy because there was a first guy to invent this. Like someone said, "What are you, what, what are you working on?" And he said, "You're gonna love it." Yeah. Well, he, there was like, wasn't that the job of the executioner back in the day? Executioner would have to come up with all the fun ideas. Uh, I guess so. I didn't. I don't know if they just did it or if they did like the. Well, oh, maybe they were just the physical part. Sure. And, and then there was like they a, weren't part of creative. Right. They weren't part of creative. Yeah. The, well, you became king when you were like thirteen years old back then. So it was probably just Sick. some fucking adolescent dick sitting around in his room thinking of cool ways to kill people. Yeah. Like, Behead him. Yeah. Which I would have done when I was thirteen. Little Jimmy Norton. Oh I yeah. Easily had people killed. You could come up with all kinds of wild shit. Thirteen, yeah. fourteen years old, going yeah. like, you know what we should do. Hang him upside down. Saw him from the crotch. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, well, you couldn't fuck. Being a court jester, what a gig. King thinks you're funny. Everyone thinks you're funny, but you really got to know when not to step over that line. I mean, until the king's like, that's not funny. Yeah. Well, you offend him. Wow. Make fun of the king's mother. She has a hair lip. <laughs> or his wife has one lopsided Hey, tit. who am I? Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm your mom. <laughs> kill him yeah what get off the fat jokes <laughs> first amendment bro yeah it's a rough gig dumb shoes kings were idiots if they would laugh at a guy with curly shoes this guy's hilarious he's got bells on his hat look at this, this idiot. guy's hilarious look at his shoes look at the curls on the end of those shoes you ever how, seen anything like that before how stupid were king jinkalinkalinkalink he just kings. jingles every time he moves yeah i never seen anything like king's this. fucking cracking up isn't this funny? This guy yeah. moves. This guy walks. Funny. He tink, he tinkle links when he moves. I can't stop laughing. See, the jester. He, he's wearing a cowboy hat, but it's it's much bigger than uh, regular sized cowboy hats. It's funny. It's funny. I'm not falling for it. Okay. Just that sometimes jest, jest, jesters would change their names and insist <laughs> they were no longer Bert. It's not my name. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. <laughs> I don't understand the reference. No, it's okay. Norm McDonald's Even a legend. I that one. <laughs> Turd Ferguson. Turd Ferguson. Norm McDonald got a nice shout out in the Chappelle special. Oh, did he? Yep. Yep. Yeah, the Chappelle special was, uh, it was great. And then the credits at the end are always so good. He puts together, I mean, they just like play it over music. The, there are pictures from his most recent tour and everybody's oh. hanging with and everything, all his friends. It's, it's good watch. Yeah. Yeah. Did he mention Norm or was in the credits? You no, know, he mentioned well, Norm and then there was a picture of the two of them in the credits. Oh, nice. Yeah, his friendship with Norm is the setup to his first joke, oh. which is a real nice uh, bring you in. And then drop a punchline on you you didn't sure. see coming. Misdirection. Yeah, good misdirection. We're all on the same page, right? I didn't know I was on that page. <laughs> ah, you got me, Dave. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I see a clip on Instagram once in a while, I'll watch it. He's just he's very easy to listen to. 
Yeah, he's got that tonality. Very easy to listen to. It's a storyteller. And an interesting th- thinker. Mm-hmm. So it, the joke is funny, and the thoughts get, getting you there are interesting. That's right. And speaking of interesting, we got a lot of interesting chat to get to, so we better take a break. Excellent segue. Thank you very, very much. I was much. worried it would be a terrible segue. No, 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 no. It's going to make a lot of sense and be professional. So tonight I will not be at the Fat Black Pussycat. Um, thing to plug. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have people buy the bar tickets. My name is still on the website. I just told them last night. So, yeah. Or if you want to see me, uh, I have a bunch of gigs coming up in uh, Oklahoma, Connecticut, uh, Houston, Dallas, uh, Petaluma, California, Santa Cruz, California, and I think Costa Mesa. Um, you know, go to jimnorton.com if you wish to see me. And January 26th, that's a Friday. It's the day before the Royal Rumble in Tampa, Florida. It's the big live Not Sam Wrestling podcast. I'm going to be at Side Splitters Comedy Club in Tampa. It's going to be a great show. You can get your tickets by going to notsamlive.com. Uh, get them now. And I look forward to seeing you out there. 5 p.m. Friday, January 26th, Tampa. Notsamlive.com. We'll be right back. These guys are going to break. Not even kidding. We'll be right back. We are back with Jim Norton and Sam Roberts. Welcome back. Jim Norton and Sam Roberts and in studio. For the first time in a while. Way too long. Very long time. Very long time. Very long time. Dan Soder is here. Can I tell you that I am forever scarred by you because of the morning I walked in with a coffee and we had a great conversation. I sat down and you go, Chris Cornell died. <laughs> it was the first thing Sam said to me. Like you were excited to let me know. No, I, well, so, you know, like I, like he was a, like he was an enemy of mine. Yeah. Chris Cornell died. Hey, hey, Sam, <laughs> I don't know if you heard. Good news. Oh, hey, good morning. <laughs> you know how you love Soundgarden? Well, he's fucking dead. I, I do remember that. You, because now I'm remembering your face where you're like, what? I thought this, you were fucking with me. Right at first, you're like, are we? Is this a, like a bit? I'm yeah. like, No, dead. I really thought you were fucking with me, and yeah. then when I found out, I was like, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm upset i'm upset but i'm sad in a couple different ways yeah i don't know if i want to do this i'm not in the mood to i never got to see soundgarden live right i was it was just like uh you still think about that sometimes there was a show when i was a waiter and i had like i think i had like maybe 30 bucks in my bank account Mm -hmm. there was a show at the gorge in washington that was mastodon opening queens of the stone age then soundgarden and my buddy who lives in Seattle is like, I can get you tickets. And I just couldn't afford the plane ticket. And it, uh, Hi, James. How are uh, you? And now he's dead. And now he's dead. And you celebrated his death. Well, it's kind of because of you. I didn't kill Chris <laughs> Cornell. You could have gone to the show. That rope on the doorknob did. Oh, okay. I heard the story wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I murdered Chris Cornell? I had always He thought. had a long sit. <laughs> it was an accident, too, I heard. Was he, he well? Big, well, Big J has a theory that all these people that are killing themselves are actually auto erotic uh, asphyxiating. All of them. All of them, <laughs> dude. I swear to God, Robin Williams, Chester from Lincoln Park. Big J had a theory, and I believe it because he's like, well, it would ruin their legacy if they found out they were doing a choke jerk. But, but isn't it possible that like one of them is doing that? It doesn't have to be. Guess what? All of them. It stains all of them because <laughs> now all I can think about. 
Because they're all ex-heroin addicts. Right. And they say that like that, like choke jerking is like. Who, but who, wait, 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 whose wait, wait, legacy wait, wait, wait. would that ruin? Wait, who's Robin says, Williams? Oh my God. I would I would literally rebuy his album yeah, if you I found are, out he was choking oh, off It would make his comedy so edgy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You ever do that? And you're like, you just know he wants to go backstage and be like, I'm going to sit down. <laughs> oh, oh, Mr. Happy. Oh, Mr. Happy, I can't feel the air. Oh. <laughs> but Jay walked me down with this theory, and he's I, I can't stop thinking about it. It was all accidental. It was all accidental. He died, and then the family comes in with like a Winston the Wolf, and they go like, no, 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 he hung himself. And you go like, all right, I need you to put his cock away. <laughs> like on the phone, he's driving. I need, you to, I need you to zip him up and get him right. There was that Robin Williams movie where his son hung himself, yeah, best, and he made it look, what was it called? Best Dad in the World or something like that? The world's oh, Best yeah. Dad. World's yeah, best dad, dad. Yeah. Where, and he's trying to make it look like he hung himself because it was embarrassing that he died jerking off. Yeah, yeah. And That's then, how Carradine died. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that's how Carradine died. That's how in excess uh, Michael was type Michael Stipe. That's no. how he, Michael Stipe. No, was Michael, from I, don't, oh, yeah. oh, I don't know who. Michael I wish he would <laughs> auto erotic. I don't know who's from in excess. Uh, who's the lead singer of in excess? Michael he, Hutchins. Michael oh, Hutchins. Okay. He did it. And now those are the two guys known as the choke jerks. Oh, he right, died that way? That's true. And now that's all anybody thinks. This is why Jay's theory works. It holds, it does hold be- hold weight. Because, because everyone will just be like, oh, like guys like us will be like, oh, the choke jerk guy. Oh, awesome, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like anytime an episode of Kung Fu comes on, you see David Carradine. Yeah. If Kill Bill comes on and you see David Carradine, you're like, oh man, I love this scene. You know, he, you, know he you always turn to the person <laughs> yeah. next sure. to him. You know he's choke jerking, right? Yeah, that's yeah. how he died. I love him more, though. I mean, I, that's what Bourdain, he probably had a great meal. Maybe he was oh, celebrating yeah. with a good fucking jerk. Do you yeah, think, B- do you think Bourdain was like, oh, what a perfect prime rib. <laughs> now if I can just... Oh, can do you think Bourdain was choke jerk? I don't know. Possibly. 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 Listen, <laughs> put him on the list. All these people are throwing people on Epstein's list. I'm going to start sure. throwing people on choke jerk list. Choke jerk list. Yeah. And check the log. I mean, I want to find out. Because there's got to be go. some of them. Some of them, it has to be has at to least be one. some of them. It has to be one. <laughs> yeah, there has to be one. And honestly, Jay and I left money on the table because uh, that when Jay hit me with that theory, we did propose uh, a choke jerk apparatus that would break if the weight got too large. Yes, I like, understand. Like a safety break. Yeah. That would free and if up. we would have developed that in 2018, I wouldn't be sitting here with you guys. No. I'd be back on Epstein Island. And there'd be so many alive <laughs> celebrities. Oh my God! We would have we have a Lincoln Park reunion going on. Oh right yeah, because I mean Lincoln Park is beloved. Yeah, but if every time a Lincoln Park song came on, somebody was like, you know, <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, that would, it would ruin it. Just turn him and go. You know that guy was choke jerking. <laughs> it doesn't hurt my love of somebody. Maybe maybe well, I'm in the minority. Yeah, you are, and you're like for you that's like that's like when rappers do actual crime, and some of their right. some of their fans are like, fuck yeah, he's for the streets. Yeah, he's legit. Yeah, Jim's like, I love this. Yeah, but when a guy was- dies jerking off, I'm like, that's a guy who really. <laughs> Yeah, you salute yeah. <laughs> just immediately like, yeah. God bless your thank work thank you for your service warrior yeah. <laughs> you went out on a sword <laughs> or pulling a sword while he got choked yeah for you it's like a statistic you know what I really love about this guy yeah. how he went out he- <laughs> fun little snapple fact he was actually choking himself while jerking off what yeah yeah, it is a bizarre way to die. Because Carradine was dressed up too. He had like I think he had on like like thigh highs or oh, I think he was nice. cross dressing something too. that made him feel like a real slut. Yeah, <laughs> extra chapstick yeah, on, being right. hoard up, yeah. being hoard out and fucking forced to suck dick for money, whatever it was he found. Like. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> but look at the drop off. It goes Michael Hutchins, David Carradine, Albert Decker. 
Who's Albert Decker? I don't know. Albert's brother. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my brother invented shitting in the tank. I did a couple songs and dance. He really was the famous one. Stephen Milligan? I don't even know know who that is is This goes back to your point. This is how uh, big choke jerking is. There are people who otherwise would not be famous at all. Yeah, this is what you're on the board for. Yeah, this puts you on the board. But you have Robin Williams, Chris Cornell... Chester Bennington, all these people are just getting bumped. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, these are all, that one guy was like a, an MP. Yeah. Uh, like he was a politician. Reverend Gary Aldridge, get out of here. I mean, it could be Epstein. Of course, it's Epstein against, could have been choke jerking. That's probably now he got killed. That that's motherfucker got point. killed. That was murder. That was different. <laughs> that was murder. That one, but, you're like, no, no, no. When they when they came out and they're like, they found him hanging in a cell. Everyone was like. So he got killed? <laughs> yeah. And the guards were like, yeah, I don't know. We were just asleep, I guess. <laughs> I, I will say, I always thought he you hung himself, a- but the sleeping, the sleeping, the camera's not working. It is, uh, it's hard to get around. <laughs> no, dude, he it's, absolutely it's a difficult got killed. He got killed. Yeah, one of the, one of the guards is driving a Benz now, yeah. and he's like, yeah, I don't know what happened. I guess I'll, I guess I was asleep. I'll retire now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to watch criminals anymore. This upset me. I'm going to go move to Hawaii. <laughs> Luckily, I have a pension. Yeah, I've saved up yeah. fourteen million dollars. <laughs> He's not really driving a Benz, is he? I'm so no, stu- no. I'm so dumb. I didn't know if he was serious. No, no, I'm saying, I'm no. saying he leaves. This he is just, news How radio. could you accuse me of taking money? <laughs> just pulls out a Lambo. No, but what, what a fucking ant I am! Oh, yeah. how terrible! He's got a fancy oh, car now. Really? Oh, they're paying COs better. <laughs> oh, how did I believe that? I'm I don't dumb. know. I don't know. An idiot. Dude, that list for choke jerk is wide open. I mean, I mean after at, two, it's that's it. That's a, we named all the ones of note. Yeah. No, there is one that people forget, and nobody, everyone will be surprised if they knew she did this. Who's that? Kate Spade. Kate Spade. Really? Kate Spade. Yeah, got caught a knuckle deep. Yep, diddling. Yeah, choke diddle. Wow. Oh, yeah. they have to like they have to push in her belly to release the hand. <laughs> 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 they go like, they go, one, two, yeah. three. It's like a Heimlich, but then you're... <laughs> oh, God, she's leaking. Oh, we caught her mid-act. Yeah, anybody that hangs themselves, you do have to put in your note, I was not choke-jerking now. Yeah, I'm, real, I'm truly sad. Like, I'm, I'm horny. Yeah. <laughs> zero, zero libido. All sad. I want to go to the afterlife. I don't want to blow a load on myself. And I don't want to blow my head off. It's too messy to clean yeah. up. I'm not choke-jerking. Yeah. I'll miss all of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's either I'm not suicidal or I'm not horny. I promise you I'm not doing this for a nut. I guess it feels good. I've been choked during sex. It does feel good. I mean, like, but there's no threat of that. Like, I, yeah. I, it, Along with a belt is dangerous. It's crazy it's dangerous. Crazy. Yeah, but don't you think that for you it'd be fine because the belt would just slide over your whole face? Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, when you look at it, like the fact that I don't have always like, a weak chin. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Once, yes. once you released and relaxed, yeah. you'd slip right out of that thing. <laughs> the second you came, you're like, oh. <laughs> Are you saying you're like, trying to Handcuff a snail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you we know those, right? those jelly wobblers you get at the museum <laughs> gift shop. He slid right out of the belt, <laughs> and there's all this slime on the belt. <laughs> we can't execute yeah. him, sir. <laughs> He's impossible to kill. He keeps falling and hurting his foot. <laughs> yeah, you go. Uh, did I come? You wake up. <laughs> How hard did I come? No, I was just actually feel my thighs. Is there any <laughs> that rubber cement in the hair? <laughs> You're like good, good, good boy. Yeah. Well, there you go. Oh. It's not a bad theory. I mean, uh, I never thought of it, but it's... You know, look, I'm sure... I didn't even know the guy from NXS died that way. I knew 
Carradine. It was such a good sell. Jay's point was so good that I feel like he corkboarded it. Well, yeah, because it's like... like if, I, I if, feel like he worked through it where he was like, this right. guy jerked off. this Because every point I had, he shut down. If you were to do it, you would lie about it. Yeah. So who's to say they're not lying about it? Yeah. The family immediately was like, no, 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 no. He was Aladdin. We can't have him choke jerking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if your family found you... I would say do it because it would make it rock and roll. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I want on the list. Uh, yeah. I could be right at the top know, of the list. I'll be number three. Yeah. I will never be in excess, and I'll never make a show like Kung Fu. <laughs> but I'll get to the top. That third guy is getting bumped. <laughs> if I do kill myself by hanging, I'm going to leave a note and say, just tell everybody I was jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm depressed, but just tell everyone I was fucking jerking I don't want to be sad. I'd rather be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Pull my pants down. Slap my dick around for a little bit. <laughs> I want to go out like a legend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you put some lipstick on me. Really fuck me up. <laughs> would yeah. anybody be surprised if I die jerking off? Not like, only nobody. would people not I be think surprised, would, they'd be happy for yeah. you. And I honestly think it would cement your legacy. Yes. Like, I think there'd, be, there'd, be like, there'd be like statues of you at sex shops that are like, this guy did it. He lived the life yeah. that he always promised himself. Yeah. Jim Norton lived by a pervert's Bushido code. <laughs> always go out. Live a true life of a perversion. Yeah, dude. You I have to so. go out that I, way. I really do. I have to. When it's yeah. time. Yeah, when I find if I'm it. sick and old, yep. I'll just put a belt on. Even if I just jerk off and then or, hang myself, it doesn't matter. Or you have to get like uh you have to get like um stampeded by young studs. <laughs> you have to die in a sexual way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He went to the running of the twinks and got crushed. <laughs> yeah, I like I like the hanging myself. I like that. Yeah, a lot. dude. You, you can, can do it on your own time. Do it on your own time. Yeah. And get a good loadout. Yeah. Like, I would just jerk off regular. And then just uh, and then you go hook Only up the belt. Is, yeah. Can you hang yourself for hours upon hours upon hours? Because that's how long it would take. You. Well, that's what I'm saying. Edge hanging, I couldn't do. That's tough. No, you, you you jerk off, you blow your load, and then you just fucking kill yourself. Yes, yeah, you, snap my neck story. like I'm a horse wrangler. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to fucking choke. No, I don't want it right. to be. I want it to be fast. Yeah, right. but you just you jerk off for the story. Yeah. Oh my God, that would. Your legacy would be complete. Thank you. That would cement me. I appreciate you. Yeah, Plus, he, would, he can finally rest. Yeah. <laughs> so when they found your body. And you wouldn't have to clean the last one. Mm. No, I would. Yeah, last jerk, you would never have to clean up. Man, if you work for the city, or who does that? The coroner's office? So that's, a, that's yeah. a city job, right? Yeah. Where you're just like, you just come home and they're like, well, how's your day? And you go, I just, can we just eat? Can we just watch Monday Night Football? Do you think there's a Hollywood coroner? That goes like that tells their friends oh, there was cum all over his body. Yes, one hundred percent. There were people that took pictures of Kobe after the helicopter crash. Yeah, yeah cops. Yeah, cops. Yeah. There are people being like, yeah, I cleaned up Robin Williams. It was Good. he was a pool of cum. There's yeah, some car on his person. Yeah, There's someone him. that gets a call that says, look, we got a hanging, and then they go bring bring the spatula. It is. That's it's, how you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They oh, go. Yeah. Is, they go. Uh, we we found the victim. He hung himself, and he goes. Wet or dry? Yeah, <laughs> because it was a wet one. It was goes, a wet hanging. All right, I'll, I'll be there in fifteen. He's just mouthing the word jizz. He gets jizz, 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 jizz. It's a jizzy one. He goes, all right, I'll bring the wet wipes. Yeah. And it's probably usually a maid that finds you or somebody. Oh. Carrie was in a hotel. I'm pretty sure. I think he was on a shoot. They have to pull the maid aside, slip her some money, and go like, "Don't tell anyone about the cum." The man, his penis was out. He was so no, don't, bring it, don't bring it. Shh, 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 shh. 
How'd your fa- how'd you like to never have to worry about your family? Again? <laughs> yeah. Stop talking about, about the penis. How about we don't call ice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, see. Don't see. bring up the penis. Yeah. I think he was on a shoot, which which is he was it, in Bangkok filming a movie. It just well Bangkok. Sucks. They're used to that. Yeah. Bangkok. Yeah. That's like that's yeah, how yeah. you check out of a hotel. That's in slipping Bangkok. on the ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they go. Yeah. A guy choked her. We assume that's how. So the room will be ready by three. But you imagine you do a gig, you get an audition, and you get the part, and oh. you're like the movie falls apart because the lead jerks off and kills himself. Oh my god! <laughs> and then Two you days got, in a shooting. Then you got to go back to L.A. with that fake energy, like you were happy that you got the opportunity. I was just happy to be cast. I was just grateful to be around really, really good people for two days. Honestly, uh, the two days we did work together, I learned a lot. He was so sweet. He and was so sweet, and and stayed in character. And you know, I and 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 you have to realize. The, there's nothing that I could have done yeah. better. You know, if why I were, did the movie get canceled? Oh, you choked him. He, he was masturbating and <laughs> killed himself by accident. <laughs> Isn't that almost better than that? <laughs> and he, um, well, he missed the cutoff time and he died. <laughs> yeah, that's almost better than making the movie. Like yeah. if you had a movie canceled because fucking the lead jerked off and killed himself. Unless you wrote the script and then you're like, it was a good movie. Kurt yeah. McCord, he was dead for at least twelve hours, no sign of struggle. He might have been from accidental suffocation or since there was no suicide note found with a rope tied to both his neck and his genitals. <laughs> Damn. He was a fucking OG. Damn, the wild dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wild, That's David Carradine. Yeah. He was doubled, a wild boy. He doubled down tying his nuts to his neck. Yeah. Or what was it? Was it like a pulley system that pulled his neck and his dick at the same uh, time? I would have to imagine, yeah, a double, a double lasso. As he's doing it, he goes, you know, Paul Newman taught me this. <laughs> <laughs> like an old Hollywood story. You know, fun story about this. Dick Clark, when he was a radio host, used to say this is how he came. Those <laughs> have those old-timey Hollywood things. We had a diner having a soda fizz. <laughs> and Paul Newman said, buddy, you haven't came until you've tied your wiener to your neck how would you now you just double the loop you go one it's like it's like a shoelace rhyme it goes around the corner (laughs) over the hedge and back up did he have the ladies clothes on though why am i thinking that i I heard he was dressed up he was was naked What's that? Says he was naked. Oh, he was naked, or I was incorrect. So maybe you spiced it up for yourself. Yeah, maybe Probably. I just had to. Yeah, I had to make it into a way that I you could know, palette. I don't know. It, maybe yeah. maybe something lacy. Yeah, maybe something, <laughs> it would maybe also, something a little. It know. would also really affect the the uh, mental health industry because the story is always like, see, you never know when someone is suffering through depression. What they're going through. But what if the reason we couldn't tell they were suffering through depression was because they just wanted to jerk off and choke themselves? Yeah, yeah. they'd have to pivot completely and go. You never know who's going for a super nut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never Never know. Yeah. Who thinks they can come? Big pharma. Big oh, pharma yeah. would fight back. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That guy didn't seem depressed at all. He wasn't depressed. No, he, wasn't he was choked. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. He was doing fine on his meds. Yeah. yeah. He saw a bear tit on ESPN. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Had to jerk off. Yeah, had to wrap yeah. the rope around. I love that. That was a. Th- who cares that that lady showed her tit? It's. But you do, as I told Jim, you do have to explain if you're ESPN. If you don't at least acknowledge there was just a tit on TV, mm-hmm. you're gaslighting the audience. Yeah, what did you see? Huh? Yeah, what? That, no, was a, that was a chubby boy. Yeah. No, I just saw a titty. Why wouldn't yeah. you recognize? I saw a tit when you guys came back there to was, the Sugar no, Bowl. I don't think so. It was a fat boy <laughs> showing excitement <laughs> for a donut. Yeah. And it was like, and, and she wasn't even doing it for the camera. We watched it, and it was like she was actually doing it to someone to get beads on. She yeah. realized it was a camera. Yeah. Well, She's taking her titty out, because that's what you do. Fuck ESPN. That's what Disney gets yeah. for being that whole, like, we're a family. That's everything's right. perfect. It's like, nah, fuck you. You guys were filming in New Orleans, and you got New Orleans, New Orleans done. 
on you. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're saying fuck you to ESPN. Yeah, oh, I you say, deserve a titty. I stand, I stand ten toes down saying fuck you to ESPN. I love that. In our household. You but do. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. I guess you would. I yeah. guess you would. Worldwide leader of sports my ass. Yeah. Yeah. Suck my nuts. Yeah, I've always said ESPN's <sighs> a worldwide leader of these nuts. Yeah. That's what, Bring that's... back CNNSI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. There's no alternative. <laughs> We're a Bleacher Report house now. Uh, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, because yeah, of Katie. I'm like, fuck them. But they, uh, Did they fire her? No, nah, she left. Oh, she left. Okay. She, she left her contract. But they, after you know someone that works there and you just kind of see how, like, Disney, how how fake it is? Disneyfied. Yeah, where they they call all of what do they call their employees? Cast members. Ah, that's exactly it. Not at ESPN. Yes, anyone even that's at a, ESPN. Anyone that's under the Disney umbrella is a cast member. Yeah, oh. which is really funny because there's got to be some dark, dark like avenues that Disney owns mm-hmm. where they're like you know like a Blackwater company or something that's funded by Disney and they're like. Oh, yeah. You're a cast member. <laughs> goes, All right. Well, this cast member just killed three civilians in Yemen. You should probably not tell anybody. <laughs> did you do it in the Mickey Mouse voice? And he goes, I did. <laughs> oh, are you giving weapons to terrorists? Oh, open the fucking door, old man. He's a cast member. I'm going to kick in the door and shoot your daughter in the chest, you fucking pussy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Disney is so goddamn evil. <laughs> so you're probably pretty happy about the Steamboat Willie stuff. They're making Steamboat Willie uh, horror movies and stuff. They well, lost they did their... the Winnie the Pooh one. It's terrible. You... Did you watch it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, in I... theaters. You went and saw it in theaters. I bought a ticket. How bad was it? It was as bad as a movie gets. Is it out? Can I watch it on yeah, streaming? It's on, it's on Peacock. Hey, I, I know I, you got Peacock. You know yeah. I got Peacock. I know you got yeah. Peacock. You know that for my WWEs. <laughs> oh, yeah. For my man dancing. <laughs> <laughs> for, I'll, I'll go watch that Winnie the Pooh. It's worth, yeah. a, it's worth a watch. It's, a bad, it's like a bad movie watch, right? Like You, you know it's going to suck, and it does. And for the exercise of look what happens when beloved characters enter the public domain. Yeah. Like It's good that it exists just for the Was exercise. There, is there an Eeyore character? No, they reference Eeyore. They, uh, well, I do, I'm going to just tell you. Yeah, that you can tell me because I'm going to watch it anyways. The plot is that Pooh, Christopher Robin went to college, so he stopped visiting Pooh and Eeyore. So well, he stopped visiting the Hundred Acre Woods. Yeah. And so all the animals in the Hundred Acre Wood had been domesticated because they'd been hanging out with Christopher Robin for so long. So now they go back to being feral. So they didn't know how to survive the cold winter, so they ate Eeyore. Because it was all they could depressed. do to survive. Yeah. And he like, was depressed I, anyway. I understand. And it drove uh, Pooh and Piglet to madness. And so now they're these rabid, murderous beasts. What about the gopher? Was was he like, kill everybody? I, think, I don't think... <laughs> murder everyone! Please, kill them! I don't think gopher's public domain yet. I uh, think gopher better be. <laughs> what? We're, uh, fuck them first. Wait, how, what, was gopher later than the other ones? How, yeah, how does like, one like become... Tigger just entered. Yeah. So Tigger's not in this movie. He's going to be in the sequel. But no, they're making God. a sequel. And then Christopher Robin brings his girlfriend. Let's fuck their bodies. <laughs> if we're going to kill them, we got to fuck them first. But I love that you know all the uh, poof character voices. Yeah. Well, that seems like good butthole to be fucking. And that's what Tiggers do best, is fuck buttholes. I didn't know he was a sexual criminal. Sure. I'm a deviant. <laughs> that's right, Pooh. I've been waiting to fuck Christopher Robin and his young boy butt. That's what would have been funnier is if they made Pooh like... They should have turned it into a court drama. Yeah. And he molested Christopher Robin. 
He goes, well, there's a reason. I was just wearing a T-shirt. I wanted Christopher to suck me behind the tree. Oh, God, the way you play with my cock. Oh, Christopher, I've missed those hands. Oh, you're, you're a very passionate lover, Christopher. It's public domain. Yeah, yeah you can, you can do that. Is Christopher Robin public domain? Yes, Christopher okay. Robin's in the film. Christopher Robin's like, dude, please leave me out of this. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I don't know. I fucked around with some stuffed animals. My dad wrote a weird story. <laughs> and now I got to keep coming around about this. How did he enter me into the public <laughs> domain? Stop it, father. I'm not public domain. <laughs> yeah, so Christopher Robin brings his girlfriend back to the Hundred Acre Wood to be like, I got to show you, like, before, you know, we're going to get married. I want to show you these animals that I hung out with Just, when I was a kid. Okay. And then he's <laughs> Just the regular girls, like, <laughs> you hung out with animals in the forest? Right. Okay, Tarzan. <laughs> and then they try to kill him. He goes, one of them's depressed. <laughs> Where? Where Where's Eeyore? Where's Eeyore? He finally did it. But they also don't talk. He, that sad son of a bitch pulled the trigger. <laughs> I was, it was a choke jerk. He did it with his tail. <laughs> You'd be surprised. It wasn't the depression. Yeah, the depression didn't get him. It was the autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah. Why, why do they talk? Why don't they yeah. talk? Because they can't do the impressions very well. They should have fucking hired me. Yeah. Yeah. I would have worked on a shit movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they would have paid very well. I don't know. If it would have extended my SAG after healthcare, I would have done it. Yeah, yeah. it would have. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you. I was telling Sam this. I saw Sam on a documentary I watched last night about, uh, well, they had like a little clip of you talking about Natalia. Natalia Grace. Natalia I keep Grace. getting hit up. I guess a lot of people must be watching ah. it because, yeah, there's a little clip on the, Her in the beginning of The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. Season the, two. Season two. Bennett, the adopted father. Is the greatest character of any show of all time. Have you watched the new season? I watched the uh, first season, and I'm obsessed with him. Have you seen the new episodes? No. Not this one. No, not these new ones. Great. I'm going to watch He's it. back. He's a bigger pussy than he was in season one. Is she so, in it? Yeah. It's all about her. It, they interview her. It, they interview her, and they interview... Um, they interviewed like the people that raised her now, right? Because now her dad is a black deacon. Which, that's right. Come on, that's right. What a season two move, bringing in a black dad yeah, that's also a deacon who just gods her up before she walks in any room. <laughs> he goes, "The Lord is strong in here," and she's like, "Well, here we go." <laughs> like her walking into a room. <laughs> now you tiny, but you got the power of God in you. <laughs> Dude, he is such a pussy. End of episode two. We just watched it last night of the new season. Yeah, yeah. He is such a bitch. They, she sits down with him. Mm -hmm. He get he goes from being hateable to legendary. Like, oh, I can't wait. legendary bitch. I can't wait. Yeah, dude. It's, I, it's yeah. A, by the way, it is a horribly made documentary. Is it? Is it Whoever one part or a series? It, it's a series. Whoever made it, mm -hmm. dog shit at making documentaries. Well, they, I think that they rush. Oh, he's got he's got yeah. mutton chops he's now. Got he's got mutton. He's got dude. burn sides. Yeah. He goes. Oh, there's a scene where she's like, he's got a you backwards know? hat on. He looks like Rich Voss. Yeah. yeah. He goes, okay, so I got this ring. Okay, this is a million dollars. And then I got this ring. This is also a million dollars. I got two million dollars on my hands. And I can't ask you what time it is. Uh, rules. Yeah. Dude, he, uh, there's a scene where she sits down to talk with him, and he goes like, <laughs> <laughs> he puts his hand on his face, and he goes, me and you had the same enemy. Oh. And then he goes into it. You're like, dude, I... I love him. I I want to find his address and fight this guy. <laughs> That's how much I hate this Did you watch guy. the first season? 
Uh, Katie was watching it, yeah. and I came home one night after yeah. spots, and she was like, "You got to see this guy." And I sat down mid season. Oh, you got to watch the beginning of it. Did too, you see to when he threw unfold. the baseball bat in the one interview scene? No, where he's like holding a baseball bat. He's like talking, and he's like, "I just, I don't know what to do." Ah, yeah, he throws. does. He he still got his good stuff. Or this because in season or, two he or, just gets upset and walks away and grabs his red Gatorade and he goes, this? "No, no!" And you're like, "Dude, you!" No, oh, look at this him. is it. This is it. This is this is so good. This guy sucks. I have already lost everything in my life once. If you were to show up here, right here, right now, mm-hmm. and you were to tell me that you've got my youngest son Ethan. By the way, he's got the energy. The guy that used Wesley. to run the channel. In your car with you right now. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's got cowboy boots on. Oh, yeah. You can see him for five minutes. Get that stiff Richard. You can smile. You can hug your children. It's only for five minutes. But to do it, you need to cut your arm off. <laughs> so what? I'm not even hesitate. Know. Where's what the a shit, shit hug. <laughs> he's the kind of guy that, he's the kind of guy, and you know people like this, that when they're, when they're dramatic. Oh, he's they like they when they talk to you they look up or they don't look at you or they shut their eyes and they go there's yeah. something going on here and you're like you pussy make eye contact yeah because it's a performance he's trying yeah. to stay real yeah, yeah he performs every time he talks he does every yeah. time he opens his mouth the man is an ass Dude, he's season, the greatest wait till season two watch this watch this watch him throw that bat I will do anything if I oh he's crying he gets caught up with emotional yes he does yeah he does it, it seems genuine I'm gonna trick this baseball bat off. <laughs> uh, I thought we were gonna play. When this first started, every single. Did you, you go, see? What, what is that, Easton? What's that weight? Thirty-four. You start asking. <laughs> start asking bad baseball bat stuff. Kind of hucked that thing pretty good. That's not a thirty-six, is yeah. it? Yeah. Did you see on the first season that dude, this guy who's? I mean, he's my favorite person in yeah. the world, yeah. and I got kids. Your wife and kids. Are like, <laughs> you just turn off the radio. No. Nope, Your wife walks the- to the radio in the kitchen and turns it off. This is my goes, soulmate right yeah. here. When he goes, uh, when he reenacts the assault, he go, when he goes, he goes like this. He goes like, he goes. They go, well, how did how did your how did your ex wife hit her? He goes, how? <laughs> do you want to see? Do you want me to do it? Are you familiar with a crescent kick? And he stands up. He goes, Do you guys have this? Do you have a wide shot here? Do you have a wide shot here? Okay, because she went down like this. Uh, and dude, that, reenacting. Okay, and hitting the, the ground. Please find it. It is the greatest thing he I've ever seen. Sucks, dude. Yeah, he sucks. She sucks too, though. The kid, that that kid sucks too. Because yeah. Natalia Grace. Everyone said she smelled bad and she was pushy and watch, weird. Watch, watch season two, dude. Bro, they moved her into an apartment when she was thirteen. Dude, she shows up and she goes. I didn't even know what's going on. <laughs> That's like the whole. All of season two is her going like this. I was seven. <laughs> and she goes, I don't. I don't know. It really is hilarious to watch the interview with her because she comes in and she goes like, "I wasn't trying to kill anyone." <laughs> Good job, Travis. <laughs> Isn't this great? I love this. Sir. And this is maybe early twenty eleven. Feel attention in the air. He's gay, right? Uh, he's Walking gotta be. House. I see. I see my wife. Everything's performance. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll be. I'll be I'll tell you exactly as I can. Get one of you guys point the camera to the floor. <laughs> That's so funny. Get one guys point the camera to the floor. Guys, shoot down at the floor. I need, I need right here where she... <laughs> Him directing. Yeah. To get you to understand. 
He's kneeling down. Oh, he's going to do a little. He's getting into character. Yeah. Yep. Beings were similar to this. <laughs> That's so funny. Do you understand? He's just punching the rug. Do you yeah. understand how awesome? Can someone, put, can someone put Pat Benatar to this? <laughs> <laughs> we are young. <laughs> we are. <laughs> he he looks like he has a thirst for cock like I've never seen. Yeah, he looks yeah. like he is in the desert of pussy and, and unquenched a, thirst yeah. for cock. Look at like those chops. You, like you go more, more, more. Yeah. I need it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He dude. Do you understand how great it is? That these documentary makers. That's why I'm not sure that I appreciate you insulting them. Well, they need Bro, to learn how to edit. They, they decided to leave all of that in. Yeah, he well, intended for them to edit around his camera instructions. Well, Sam, sometimes hillbillies can be sitting on a gold mine, and you know that. <laughs> but they might not have been aware of how stupid this made him look. This is. You don't think so? No, maybe it was an accident. Accidental. They probably thought they were being helpful, not realizing that he would look so <laughs> so fucking. Oh, it's probably right. Please, though. I, I can't wait to get... I'm going to get you excited. Episode okay. two of season two. Okay. Black Deacon versus Closeted Gay Father. I want to see. It, oh. I want to see. It's great. Oh, I can't wait. Now I'm going to ask you, stop using language like that. And then he goes... <laughs> it's, dude, it's fucking... When did this go up? Because I've been seeing... I saw her pop week. up on Netflix. Okay, it is new. All right, good. Yeah, there it's on was, HBO. There's okay. three episodes out right now, I think. There's three. Because we watched the first... Yeah, but I think there's one more coming. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's four total. I think it's four. Total. Yeah, they are dragging it out. No one wants to make a documentary anymore. That's no. just ninety minutes and fucking gets everything in there. It's also no. the season two aspect of it. Yeah, like they already told. Wait the till whole you see story. the opening graphic because it's like her little face behind, like a open curtain, and it's like Natalia speaks, and she's like. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, it's me. <laughs> Little person, big words. Here I come. <laughs> oh, it's six parts. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yes. Know. <laughs> nah, dude. Yes. Uh, dude, this guy makes me angry. This guy makes me angry on a level he is hate. It's a visceral hatred. Yes. Yeah, I understand it. Visceral. He, he sucks, but, and he takes zero accountability, yeah. and that pisses me off dude, so much. Season one is so brilliant. Because the first two, maybe even three episodes, they're setting this up like it's that movie Orphan. Yeah. And you're going to find out this Natalia Grace was this psycho pretending to be a kid. And then they slowly transition into seeing that the mom is like horribly abusive. Yeah. And this dad is the craziest, most hateable person you'll ever see. Yeah. He's a real putz. <laughs> it's the only way to describe it. The mother was him. sexy, if I remember right. She kind of sexy, right? Yeah, remember the Facebook messages that he had printed out? Yeah, she was talking dirty to someone. Yeah. Sex talking, everybody. Yeah, she's really? a good egg. She loves sex talking. Mommy's a good egg. Wait till season two, you realize that is she's the problem. All right, like, I hope he's, so. He's a goof, but you realize she's like a cold bitch. Yeah, she pushed her kid as a genius, and then they talk to him, and you're like, "There's zero. Ge like he might be smart at math, but that kid, that kid had a tough, tough life. Yeah. He's the kid that lived in the basement, right? And he still. Yep. Lives, they interview him in the basement. That's yeah. sick. And yeah. he's like, she took all my money. He just hates his mom. Is he the one that left his mic on the first one? Yeah. yeah he when he felt bad yeah. about himself, sure. he left his mic on. And then the dad, and then, and of course, they just left it all in the dock. And you hear him, and he goes upstairs, he's off camera, and he's like, I didn't, I didn't, I decided not to tell them about when mom kicked her down the stairs. I did. Oh, no. That's so funny. He goes, he goes, oh, no. And the dad goes, 
what? What? And What's he, wrong? I left my mic on, and the dad goes, "Oh, that's fine. They won't be able to hear this." Yeah, <laughs> we're all listening. The dad right wanted it. her thrown under the right. The father was happy though. He wanted her thrown under the bus. He loved that the kid said that. That's yeah, because yeah. he hates <clears throat> he hates the wife. Yeah, that's why in season two when he finally meets up with Natalia, he goes like, "I can't." We had the same problem. I can't believe how awesome he looks now. Yeah. Dude, and then... Just they, big, fat goatee, giant mutton chops. Yeah. Well, he comes in with a couple... Backwards red hat like Fred Durst. First off, th this is a look you're not going to see in the first two episodes. He comes in with a different look. Ooh. Oh, I love... Drives up in a Miata. I mean, let me tell you something. Natalia Grace's dad does nothing but slay. Style. All he does is slay Style. every day. Comes in and he goes, I want to look like a different kind of asshole. Look like a different kind of asshole. You slay. Look at that daddy. Does he do press? Does he do interviews? I don't know. But Get him I, on. I, I would love that on. Get him on. And then. And by the way, if we got him on, we would have to be with him every step of the way. Of course. You know who was really bad? Who's that? Your ex-wife? The ex-wife is a problem. Oh, you're right. <laughs> she was. You guys, can you read us some of those Facebook messages? <laughs> you're trying to get all oh, yeah. nervy? Oh, yeah. Got access to those Facebook messages? <laughs> you bring those yeah. out. Remember those Facebook messages you printed? You might print them out, a copy for me? You got them? <laughs> I got a long ride home. <laughs> I think his mommy's a dirty girl, and I think that he might not be as into the pussy as she wished he was. Yeah, you I think she thought he was a deviant. Yeah. And it turns out he was just a bitch. Yeah, I think he's just remember, a little remember sub. She... She had her Dropbox connected to mine, and I saw the pictures she was sending. And they were in lingerie and inappropriate garments. Can I tell you my favorite character from season one that they bring back in season two uh -huh. is the little person that doesn't want to fuck other little people? Oh, that guy rules. That guy rules. <laughs> he's, he's just up in his chair. Nah, he goes, man. He goes, that shit's gross. <laughs> Ew, what would I want to fuck a little pussy? Get out of here. He goes, Ew, I want big puss. <laughs> I thought she was talking to this little person to support Natalia. And they were having a torrid affair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's when mother was having an affair with a little person. Yeah. There was sex yeah, talk with a little person. Right. And yeah. he's back. And then at the end, you know, they said like, in season one, they said that she offered up Natalia to him. And he's like, Ew. <laughs> you go what do you mean ew he goes i don't know who fucks those kind of people and you go what <laughs> you know you're one of them right and he goes oh no i just thought i hadn't grown yet <laughs> yeah he was great oh my god but yeah yeah i'm very anxious to see what they do for six episodes here because they really are just they're dragging it out well, yeah because season one was a phenomenon and it was full of these absurd characters so like what if we talk to these absurd characters longer and we spliced in an interview with Natalia. Well, that's, they have her. It's all about her on season two. That's they sick. like go that's to sick. her house. They like they like follow everything. She goes. They go talk to doctors that they like said diagnosed her, and the doctors like they talk to a dentist that's like, no, no, she had children. She had uh, kids' teeth. Like this woman said that she was an adult. And they brought her in here. They like show how the. Do you mom, think they were lying about the pubes? They covered everything up. They talk about how they covered everything up. About oh. how like all these doctors in the adopted in the uh, adoption papers were like, "Hey, we had her tested by a doctor that deals with dwarfism, and like she is nine years old. Like they think she's not, like they would diagnose her as nine years old, and the mom was just like, "No, no, no, she's twenty two. 
Yeah. She, no, she, she lives in her own apartment. She had an old lady face, though. She did have an old lady face. Well, that's the problem, kid. I think, with dwarfism is you have regular size head yeah. and a tiny body, so yeah. you go like, that head could be 22. Yeah. And they're like, please don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just put her in the hood. They just put her in the hood by herself at nine and she's right. a dwarf. Right. She's like, she's like, well, I don't know. She couldn't take care of herself. It was terrible. Yeah. She's a nine-year-old dwarf. <laughs> like, they also talk about, like, she needed surgeries. Like, the kind of dwarfism she has required a lot of surgeries, but the doctors were like, well, we don't, if you're an adult, we cannot do this surgery. This is a surgery for dwarves who are children. So if you're an adult, this will fuck your shit up. And she's like, I'm a child. And well, she says in the interview, she goes, I didn't know. They fucked with my head so much. Right. The mom kept abusing her going, you're 22. And, you, and then in season two, you learn why the mom did it. The mom had a reason, yeah, because it wasn't working out the way the mom wanted to. I, so, actually, I knew the mom wasn't irrational. At least she had a valid reason. Yeah, yeah. I backed the mom. Like a, yeah. I backed the mom. Just because of her slutty messages. You yeah, know, this is a good egg. The mom's a good egg. She was sick of him and her. She wanted to just be out Dude, fucking. Imagine that you got this twink and a little, yeah. and then that anchor on your, you know, a little ankle anchor. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, t- I'm team mom. Yeah. Team mom. Jim's full team mom. Team mom. You mean when she, when her son with difficulties was uh, uh, scolded and told that. He needed to go piss on his adopted sister's bed. Really? That's yeah. Fun. The what guy, are they, a frat? The, yeah. the, basement, the basement kid was like... That sounds like just people horsing around. Yeah, he's having a good time. Mom oh, was wait, funny. Oh, what, we don't party here? I go, Mom, did you have my brother piss on my bed? And she goes, ah, I don't know. What are you, 22? Go pick us up some beer. I'm just kidding. We're going to drop you off at an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're going to leave you in the hood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Freddie Gill, oh, yeah, Freddie Gill, Freddie Gill rules. Ew, dwarf pussy, gross. <laughs> Freddie Gill is awesome. Just like my sodas, I like my pussy like I like my sodas, supersized. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he, the mom, did try to give Natalia to him, like to, to, no, she tried to like. I, that was in season one. They haven't worked yeah. back on this. The, right now, just through the first two episodes, they're talking about like how the mom changed everything so that she could just basically get rid of this kid that she didn't want anymore right she was like well what if you're an adult she well because like, there was a motive because yeah. she said her kid her son was a genius so she was like oh i can do this i can turn special needs peoples into geniuses oh and natalia was like i'm just a kid <laughs> yeah. she's like no you're a weird kid because you're a dwarf so you're gonna live by yourself yeah <laughs> you're gonna go live in this apartment alone. that picture look at the picture travis the one where it's uh, the husband and wife and they're holding each other in the carriage that one, that right there shows you their entire relationship. Oh, yeah. She's grinning those. like an idiot, and she's like, this fucking dildo. She's bored and frowning, although she did say that Ty attacked her and tried to kill her by the fence, and I tend to believe the mom. That yeah. They, that they kid, well, you're team atta- mom. I'm team mom. The kid attacked her and tried to kill her. Yeah, if I, mean, I know you anything... Know watching, I- watching the begin, like, literally from the beginning, they're like, it was like a year, and she was threatening us with a knife, and I'm like, even if a person is dwar- a dwarf, if a person lives in your house... And wants to stab you with a knife. It doesn't take a year. Yeah, they're in your house all the time. They would just do it. It's it. It is a thought where you're like, wait, you just thought that one day she was like, you know what, I'm gonna kill these motherfuckers. Yeah, I'll, or you know what, I'll I'll spend months threatening to do it. Yeah, these people suck. So get ready. I'll tell you one thing. This mom, I can't fucking. Wait. This mom is one of the great all time fucks. Oh you, my god! I guarantee you, she is a great. I bet fuck. you could find s- several of her ex boyfriends that were like 
Yeah, I knew she was a problem, but the pussy was so good. I, I stayed yeah. way longer than I, I should have. She does this thing where she like will yell at you and then fuck you. And it, <laughs> I don't know, man. It just, like, anyways, I'm into choke jerking now. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't get over this bitch. Yeah, the damage she did to their lives is still there. And yeah. they're like, I, I guess I would do it again. I'd run it back. <laughs> yeah, I think I would. Is she, is she exercising? Yeah. <laughs> sure. I think I would. They're always the ones who are like, no matter how nuts they are, you're like, ah, it's, yeah, kind of, yeah. it's hard to not go back because yeah. the sex was great. Yeah, would I throw it all away? Yes. yes, and even yes. if I said no, I'd be tempted. Even if yeah. I wouldn't, I'd be, I would want to. If you were horny and texting with her, and, you're, and she's like, you know, I tried to kill my adopted dwarf daughter, and he goes, eh, whatever, Who yeah, would, whatever, you're role playing, yeah, whatever. You, you hey, you were taking time for yourself. Yeah, yeah. it's like that. I get horny. Yeah. And, yeah, and you know what? I see it from your side. Yeah, look, we all make mistakes trying to yeah. get back to the good dirty shit. Oh, God, you got to deal. Anyways, what are you wearing? Yeah. <laughs> Plus, she's crazy and manipulative. Yeah. So she would know the one dirty phrase. Yeah. Like that, like uh, uh, that thing that would that would trigger you. Like you've been conditioned. Like, yeah. Like, no, no, no. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. She goes. I got the baby oil, and you go fucking kill that little bitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you dropped her off in an apartment. Yeah. She's got Manchurian candidate yeah, for everyone. She can activate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are those phrases too that will hit you. That just that that the ones who know know. He goes. <laughs> that breath. He goes. Yeah, I gotta get back. Well, you read it in text. <laughs> Fuck it, it's like a shot of fucking. It's like a shot of coke. You're like you're, you're, the, the, your back jaw just starts clenching. You're like, yeah. what the fuck is <laughs> Yeah, look at that woman is evil and manipulative Sexy. and absolutely has the best pussy on the block. hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> that, and I she's mean, aware, and she's aware of it. Yeah, she know. I mean, yeah, she was. She was probably cheating on that guy the entire time they were together. There was never a time that she wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> but you wonder if he knew it. Was he a cuck? Did you think he knew that she He's was cheating? He's got cuck energy. He does have he cuck energy. He has major cuck energy, but he seemed mad about the Dropbox thing. Where he would come over dramatically and be like, my wife saw you across the thing. Would you want to fuck her in front of me? <laughs> Although, you Dude, know he what? He does this when he, he's talking to Natalia. That's Italia. right. And when you did that, he's also such a drama queen yeah. that he might... Just be in love with the drama of it all. Just, I can't believe she's still yeah. cheating on me, but he won't leave because he loves the problem. He has to walk out of the room and she's getting nailed by another guy. He goes, I just can't. <laughs> I can't. Oh, we're going to talk about this later. Oh, I got to go kick around our adopted daughter like a <laughs> soccer ball in the backyard. <laughs> Please, no more. I'm only nine. <laughs> You're 22. Who did you vote for? That's what Katie said. Katie goes, man, she could have fucked up a local election. Oh, yeah. Just going in and be like, for a district house, I vote for it. You go, you're nine. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, this documentary is wild, and it's t- t- horribly made. Yeah, even if it, part of being horrible is leaving them on too long, but when you're letting these crazy fucks just kind of ramble, yeah. I, I can live with that. Yeah, it's a fucking zoo for idiots. It's a zoo for idiots. And yeah, I mean, and it's clearly rushed. Oh, they made it like in a week. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could tell in some moments they drop dramatic music and you're like, that's not the right, this isn't the right time to do that. Yeah, she's making a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. uh, putting on her weird shoes. And they go, oh. Was she the type of, uh, <laughs> her remember? Yeah, when you see her fucking weird shoes. <laughs> yeah. Do you see nuts. a 90 Day Fiance, the dwarf they had? She had those, she could hardly get up the steps. Like she had those fucked up. And then someone had to act in love with her for citizenship? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. No, no, she was the foreign. Oh, she was. Yeah, really. Oh, yeah, that guy, and he uh, was, and she was pissed because the guy kept like doing things 
that you would do with uh, like a normal girl. Yeah. Like the hotel didn't have an yeah, elevator. Dude. She was sexy, little, yeah. A little haughty. Yeah, but she said some, she had uh, put racist things on Facebook years before and then That's yanked right. off the show. Well, oh, she's Kuchnevik, uh, so yeah. it's something Russian. Alina. But yeah, she had like her shoes were all fucked up in her legs. That's she right. had something extra, I think. Yeah. So I wonder if Natalia's like this. And then, and then, and then they checked into the hotel and she was looking at the guy. She was like, they don't have an elevator in this hotel? And the guy was like, no. He goes, Hop on up. Yeah, like yeah. He, 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 never even, he never even considered. He's like, what? He goes, That's why I brought the baby Bjorn. <laughs> yeah. That's the elevator. <laughs> we're talking about yeah, I am the elevator. I'm going to front load you. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were doing a whole like Master Blaster thing <laughs> where you ride on my back and you yell, who, yo, who runs? <laughs> She's very pretty. Damn, dude. Those pictures, then you see her and you go, I just thought there was... Um, Thought there was gonna be more of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is very deceptive. Yeah. You at a bar stool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, she's like um singing as Marilyn Monroe or something. Yeah. Damn, dude. If you have a fetish for little people, she's probably got to be like your top five. Top of yeah. the hill. She's top of the heap. Yeah. Yeah. Because you go like, oh, and you're so tiny. Except yeah. that one little guy. He was like. Not for me. Ew. <laughs> She's gross. Ew. <laughs> Someone pull her arms and legs out. <laughs> Yuck. This guy. This guy just swimming in regular sized pussy. Yeah. No, why would I? <laughs> yeah. Why would I fuck a little person? Get that out of my face. And there are plenty of of, of adults who are like adult women who date little like Brad really? Williams' wife is fucking beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, know, yeah there's some bro. women that are like they're either either cool with it or that's what they like or He's got a gorgeous wife. Yeah. But it's also I mean, how you carry yourself. Dude. That conversation has to be like the third conversation where you go like, this is a fetish, right? Yeah. Like, how do you bring that up? Or are you just seeing me as a person and, and this is just part of me? Like, yeah. yeah. I love bread. Yeah. But you do have to find out, like, you have to go like, so have you ever dated any other, other little... She goes, mostly. <laughs> mostly. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, all right, it is a fetish. Yeah, that's... Yeah, she'll let something slip, like... I mean, I hate all the prejudice. You know, I don't have any prejudice at all. I've actually only ever dated little people. I only see little people as regular people. <laughs> yeah. You know, you go, you've never dated like a, just a regular guy. And she goes, huh? I guess I, I never thought. <laughs> I don't see color or size. Yeah. What do you mean regular? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she puts it back on you like, yeah. you're, like you're a bigot for nuts. <laughs> uh, I, I meant, uh, yeah. fuck, I don't know. And she goes, let's just move forward. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, dude, it's uh, I'm excited for you to watch this. And I am too. I'm also excited. It's, I mean, a lot of people are watching it. It's one of those that like I keep getting hit up by. Well, you're in the first episode because like, it is, goes. It caught the world by storm, and it <laughs> shows you, the, and it goes. Natalia is a little <laughs> slut. No, <laughs> yeah, what a little lying bitch. <laughs> hot dogs in it too. Yeah, a little picture of hot dog in it. He's in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in a little box. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely see it. I, I didn't know it was. A, I, I was saw. I was like, is this a new interview? Or? Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, a whole documentary. Hey, speaking of new interviews, there's a new podcast on the block. Ooh, Soder, oh, yeah. the Dan Soder podcast. Oh, you finally doing it? Yeah, I'm doing it. Good. It just uh, you know, once a week. Oh, didn't I blow the announcement? Yeah, yeah. I saw. I, th I, I thought <laughs> I, I told did. Jim at the cellar. I was like, I I, I got to do a podcast because I got, I need something to promote my dates. I'm going to do something easy like. Thirty to forty minutes or whatever. Jim, Jim I, I look at Twitter and someone's like, "Well, Jim, just let it, everyone know you're doing a podcast." I, I was oh, trying to I, promote I it. I, I, I thought I'm thought an idiot. Jim Honestly? literally comes in the next day and he goes, "I remember because that was the day I was on Zoom because I was stuck in traffic." 
And I was like, uh, and I was just listening to you go like, yeah, I talked to Dan last night. He's going to start doing a weekly podcast, but it's going to be about a half hour. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is all new information. Oh, <laughs> I have decided to start doing it 45 minutes because 30 you realize is like, oh, that's nothing. Right. Right. And people were like, dude, come on, 30? And you're like, ah, I'll go to 40 to 50, 45 to 50. 45. 45, I, I think, mean, is perfect. Is there a theme to it, or are you just talk about whatever you want? It's honestly just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not lying. Just It's just to promote my gigs <laughs> just hanging out with my friends trying yep. to be funny for 40 it's something you can listen to while you're going to the grocery store and back yeah it's not like a you know a four hour podcast where you need to put in markers it's like yes you know it's just me I just had Stavros on Giannis is the episode today just did one with Roy Wood Jr. And the real the draw is you'll be promoting your dates. I'm back on the road at the end of the month, and so I'm just like, yeah. It's been, it's just at my apartment, it's easy. I'd love to have you on, Jim, sure. as you know. 45 minutes is easy, too. That's a great, we live kind of close together. Yeah, it's just super quick and easy and uh, just bullshit for a little bit. And it's an easy, it's a no pressure listen. Like when, you, yeah. when someone's like, ah, I can invest 40 minutes. Like, yeah, I'll just, I'll, that's an, an easy one to grab. You don't yes. have to have two free hours. Oh, yes. I think a lot of podcasts are there for people to be like, you know, I need something in the background and I want to listen to a conversation. And it's like, I appreciate it if you listen. And, Put it yeah. on while you wash the dishes, pay attention to the dates. Yeah, just listen <laughs> yeah. at the dates end. Dates at the end. <laughs> right, pen and paper and <laughs> now is this, right down. is this video and audio yeah. audio we, release too yeah we put it it's on like spotify all itunes right. all that shit and then um we have uh we we put it on youtube the video uh but we also did katie and i drove out to denver for christmas and then on the way back we got caught in a blizzard and had to sleep in the parking lot of a motel six in our uh, rental car so we uh, i have my podcast equipment so there's two bonus episodes coming out about oh. us being snowed in nebraska fuck nebraska uh wow why was were the there hotel no was sold out i mean dude it was crazy we were driving back we were, we were gonna do denver to des moines and then des moines to chicago to go see katie's brother in chicago and we were driving back from denver the day after christmas and it was like blizzard warning nebraska but we looked and it was like doesn't seem like there's a big blizzard coming through GPS all of a sudden when we're in near Big Springs, Nebraska was like, hey, uh, road closure ahead, alternate route. So we were like, okay, you know, just hit like accept. I had to piss. We fueled up and pissed. I pissed at a gas station, got back on the GPS, and then the GPS kept switching where it was like an hour faster. And we're like, yes. And then it was like, avoid road closures. And we're like, yes. And we just kept switching. And finally we got to I-80 and there was a state a highway patrol guy there. And he's like, yeah, the highway's closed. Because of winds and blizzards. So we tried finding an alternate route that was like all these 18-wheelers were pulled to the side, like Walmart trucks and shit. Yeah. Because it was a small county road. And it was was snowing and like the wind was bad. And finally, I told Katie, I'm like, let's go back to that truck stop, figure what's going on, and then we can leave. And we went to this truck stop where there was a Motel 6. And after like two hours, we were like... Let's just get a room and then we can like watch TV and hang out and may- we'll just sleep here and then we'll wake up and drive to Chicago tomorrow. And we sh- we pulled up in the parking lot. There's like no vacancy. And so we found a parking spot in the parking lot. And then I went in and talked to the guy and the guy was like, yeah, it was sold out in a half hour. And he's like, that was two hours ago. He's wow. like, Nebraska shut it down and there were like hundreds of people just in the parking lot. Like in the truck stop, we went in the truck stop. It was chaos. It was fucking chaos. People just sitting there waiting it out. 
in pajama pants, like Ninja yeah. Turtle pajama pants, <laughs> wow. just fucking mad. People were mad, but they were also doing that thing where there was the camaraderie of people that were mad together. Yeah. We were like, can you believe this shit? But it was closed. We were there from about 1 p.m. to 7.15 in the morning. Man. Just in the car. Oh, wait, so like 16 hours? Yeah. It sucked. Wow. It sucked, but oh, I had geez. a lot of good weed from Denver, and I got a Steam Deck for Christmas, so I was just playing video games. I mean, that's cool. And then I'd go to the Motel 6 and charge and take a piss, <laughs> just charge my video game console. Was the guy cool about it? He was, yeah, he understood, and then I was talking to the guy, and the guy was like from there, and he's and like I saw a trucker come down to the lobby and be like, I'm leaving. He's like, I'm fucking leaving. What happens if I drive south on this street? And the guy did the thing where he goes, brother, you go down that street, there ain't no coming back. He's like, that is a county road. It has not been shoveled. It has not been cleared. You will get stuck. Your, your truck will get stuck. And the guy, you saw the guy like give up hope. He was <sighs> like, fuck. All right. And then he told me, the guy was like, once those red lights stop blinking, that means the highway's open. So I just kept like checking in my car. And finally, at like 7.15, I looked and the lights were off. And I was like, let's fucking go. And we just drove straight to Chicago. And how were the roads? They were at least passable. They were fine. Yeah. You got, that's what the thing is. It stopped snowing <clears throat> around 8 p.m. So we're sitting in our car and there's nothing going on. And they were worried about wind, I guess. That's like a real problem for Nebraska and Wyoming when you R- have wind on the highway. Yeah, when you have nothing out there, when you have no buildings blocking oh, yeah. the wind. That's the, I bet yeah. it's for trucks. I bet it's not yeah. even for cars. For tractor trailers blowing over. Yeah. Well, they said that there was a bunch of trucks that were jackknifed from the storm the night before, and so the guy at the Motel Six was like, "They're probably clearing the road of all the trucks that got fucked up." Is that Tornado Alley too? Is that what? There's a lot. That's of more tornado. Oklahoma. Oh, and, okay. But in Kansas and shit, yeah, I think that's further south. But maybe I don't know. It sucked. But we got a we got a funny podcast where Katie and I were just bitching in the parking lot. I watched that. And then we <laughs> we, kept, we kept saying how gay it was going to feel if someone caught us podcasting. Uh, uh. They just walked by. We're holding mics. Katie Katie immediately goes, "If this happens, I'm just going to act like your special needs, and I'm just placating you." Because yeah. like oh, I want to talk into a microphone. Yeah. It sucked. We, we thought we'd make some content while but we were it, stuck. It definitely left us hating Nebraska. <laughs> we were like, "Yeah, fuck Nebraska." And there was yeah. no other hotels around. There was nothing. nothing. Yeah, and then. Uh, Katie found a subreddit or like found the Department of Transportation, Nebraska Department of Transportation, and people were just going off on it like, fuck you guys. And then a conspiracy theory brewed yes. that Nebraska was doing this to increase their local economy. So they were trapping people in Nebraska. So oh. you had to spend money. <laughs> and I was like, I kind of agree with that. I was like, I think that's right. After 16 hours in your rental car in a parking lot, you're like, I, I think this is true. That's I mean, a long fucking time. Yeah, man. It's, it was uh, it was brutal. I just love that because then you can go like, I believe yours. Let me tell you about this choke jerk. (laughs) Can we go one for one? How far from the truck stop were you actually overnight? Oh, I mean, we were around the corner. We were in the parking lot of the Motel 6 and the Motel 6. Dude, what's funny is we started looking up reviews because there was a place attached to the Motel 6 called Phoenix Massage. Nice. 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 So we were immediately like, well, this is to jerk off truckers. What? <laughs> this is immediately so truckers can stop and get a... And then you looked at the reviews. We read the Google reviews, and one guy was just like, yeah, I got jerked off here. Like, he was just like completely honest about it. He's like, I got serviced. It was awesome. Uh, anytime I see a Phoenix massage, I'll stop. He's like, I'm a truck driver. And you're like, I love it, dude. Were they open? No. Oh, close. That would have been funny if yeah. I go, I need to go get him a seat. Yeah, I'm sure. back for sure. sit in the car. You know what? My old football injury is acting up. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, don't you dare go in there. I come back whistling. <laughs> what do you say we stay here a couple days? <laughs> kind of nice. Uh, Eric in Kansas. 
Hey, uh, Dan, I feel for you. I was on my way back to Denver from from Iowa, and I got stuck at the truck stop in Ogallala. Yeah, that was that was this hours. dude. We were you were in. I know where you were at in Big Spring, and I know exactly where you were because they were like, "Oh, they shut it down in Ogallala," and I was like, "Get me to Ogallala, <laughs> whatever you fucking <laughs> yeah, need to it, do." It was it was windy as fuck, and it was icy as fuck. The, it's the the last probably twenty five miles into Ogallala. It's like every time you hit the brakes, you just start sliding. Yeah, oh, I mean, like, so I, we it, figured it, there was a reason it. why they did it. Yeah. but man, were we angry when it was happening? Yeah, I believe me, man. I feel, I feel you. It, it happens all the fucking time. Wyoming and Nebraska are bad for that. Yeah, and the guy told and me, you don't, and and they and you don't fuck around when when they tell you to get off the road on those stretches. You get off the fucking road because you're it's, taking your life in your own hands otherwise. Yeah, I did feel like a city mouse because the guy at, at the Motel 6 was like, oh, they'll shut down with no snow if the wind is bad going into Wyoming. He goes, sometimes Wyoming will tell Nebraska, like, hey, shut down the highway. It's too windy up here in Wyoming. Wow. I had no idea. I didn't that know stuff roads. I, I I get for tractor trailers. Maybe cars get blown off too. I didn't. Well, I think there's also like if you're from that area, I'm sure you know how to drive in it. Yeah. But if you're like a city slicker like Katie and I driving right. through, and you get hit with that wind, you're probably like, whoa, whoa. totally. That's like Syracuse and snow. Like, yeah. they don't shut down for anything in Dude. Syracuse, and everybody just knows how to drive in feet of snow. It's not a problem. About two years ago, I did. Um, Comedy at the Carlson in Rochester, yeah. and I landed, and I was the last flight to get in, and they canceled every flight after me, and it snowed two feet. The show didn't get canceled. Yeah. Yeah. He picked me up. He was like, no, the show's fine. He's like, everyone here's fine with that. I mean, they, got the road, they got the roads cleared. Everything's... I don't think the whole... I, went, I was in Syracuse for four years, and there wasn't one class that was ever canceled, and I mean feet and feet and yeah. feet of it's, snow. It's it wild. It didn't matter. Because it's funny when you see cities that get hit with weather. I was in Vancouver for JFL doing shows at JFL Vancouver, and it snowed, and it shut down the city. Yeah, they're not used to it, right? Yeah. They never get snow. And they were like, it's fucking us up. Yeah. But then places like Nebraska or fucking you know, Syracuse and Rochester, Western New York, they're like, yeah, it's fine. We don't care. But if they shut down, you know it's a problem. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. it's a fucking problem. Yeah. So if, yeah. You know, and I know we're like busting balls about wind or whatever, and we really made a lot of jokes about it, but I get it. I yeah. get that they're like you, you. You'll get fucked up. They've had enough trucks blow over yeah. onto car, and they're like, yeah. "Enough." We're not doing yeah. this. No, and probably people. If you, if that were to happen, and you like lost a family member because they got killed in a car accident because of wind, I bet you would try to sue the state. Yeah. Plus, and be like, "Why didn't you fucking shut down the roads?" The highway gets real hard to drive on anyway when there's a bunch of tipped over trucks on it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it sucks, dude. It was wild, and it really did. I mean, they shut it down in a way where like everyone was trapped. Like, they were just like, no one's going anywhere. That's nuts. But shout out to Steam Deck, dude. Yeah, shout out to Steam Deck. Shout out to Portable Podcast Recorders. Yeah, thanks, H, yeah. H, Zoom H6. Smart <laughs> that you had it with you. Yeah, well, we were like, we, we I mean, we drove over like over 30 hours. So we were like, we might as well just have the equipment just in case. Did you not want to fly or did you like, hey, it'll be a fun? We brought the dog. Oh, okay. And our dog cannot fly. She's a spaz. So she was in the car with you for 16 hours? She was great. Uh, We'd take her out, walk her. There was like a pet area. She'd piss, shit, and bring her back. She was like a very good dog in that in that situation. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not shocked by that. I mean, just hanging out in the car with her people. Yeah. What kind of dog? She's a mutt. 
Okay. She looks like a terrier, but she's like a little 45-pound fatso. Nice. But she was good. She was a good dog. She handled it. Yeah. she. Uh, the whole trip, was, we were really impressed with the dog because we were like, dude, if this dog, she's a pandemic dog, so she like goes nuts when she sees people. Sure. And then she's been, she was great. That's she was great. great. And that did suck, but whatever. Did you guys actually sleep? I did. I slept for like two hours. Katie didn't sleep. Yeah. So I just drove. I drove like a lion's share of the way to Chicago. I probably drove like 10 hours, and then she drove too. Because I was like, I'm fading. Yeah. I like, couldn't even think. I went to get a coffee, and I like couldn't talk to the guy. Yeah. I was like, I'm dab, 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 and I went back to the car. I was like, you're, you're driving. <laughs> yeah. My brain is fucking fried. <laughs> uh, <laughs> by the way, speaking of dates, you can see Soder uh, February 3rd at the New York Comedy Club in Stamford, Connecticut. Yeah. February 4th, the Funny Bone in Hartford. Mm-hmm. Then on to the Wilbur in Boston on the 17th. Cleveland, San Antonio, Austin, Cincinnati, Lexington, Nashville, all over the place. You can go to dansoder.com for all those dates. Yeah. And this yeah. podcast looks really good. I'm looking at the thumbnails. You have good guests on. And you're such a great talker. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's thanks, smart. Man. You should be doing one. I mean, it's- I mean yeah, it's, uh, you know, I left the bonfire <laughs> and realized probably like six months after, you're like, oh, you need somewhere for people to land. Yeah. Because I wasn't putting out a special. I didn't have anything that came yeah. out. And also, it's like, I got a lot of time on my hands now. This yeah. takes me nothing. This is like one hour a week. And it's fun to talk and to do. You yeah. want to have something you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is something. It's fun to, you know, and I felt like uh, the bonfire, I left at the perfect time. Yeah. And now it's like fun watching Bobby and Jay grab momentum. And now it's like, you know, it's a different show, but it's great. I've been listening and I love those guys. Yeah. So it's fun. I do sometimes get like jealous where I'm like, I, I want to do that bit. Yeah. God, I, I, would be, I would be having so much fun right now. If yeah, I was. yeah. But you're like, like I'll call Jay after. I'll be like, that sounded like it was a lot of fun. <laughs> but yeah, I'm doing that. And then once a month doing the regs with Lewis, List, oh, and yeah. Bobby. I thought that was a weekly podcast because it's getting a lot of views. So people love it. Yeah. And people keep being like, you guys need to do this permanently. And you're like, the reason it's getting a lot of views is because it's once a month. Right. It's because it's only. It feels special. Yeah. And it's like. It's hard to get all four of us it together. It allows you guys to get together. Joe yeah. just had a baby. You know, Lewis is always busy. Bobby's got like 20,000 things. Yeah. So it's uh, it's fun once a month just to sit around and talk shit. And it's uh, basically because Rogan did Protect Our Parks with Shane, Norman, and Ari, <laughs> and, and Lewis got jealous. <laughs> and then he was like, <laughs> we should fucking do this. And you're like, then let's do it. Who gives a shit? I'm, I, again, I'm just like, I'm just trying to promote my shows. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Can I do my dates at the yeah. end? Yeah. If I can do my dates at the end, I'll show up once a month. How excited are you that The Rock is back? I'm bummed about Cody, dude. Are you? I don't know. You're what one of those are they guys? Do is the Rock actually going to wrestle, or is yeah. this one? Of- I think so. I don't know, obviously, but I think so. Last time he did it, he he got injured real bad. Big deal. He got, but he finished the match. All he he's got to do is do one match. I mean, dude, I'm not gonna lie. When he did the, where should the Rock eat? At the bar? <laughs> at the head of the table? I was like, ah! yeah. I mean, we've been, wrestling fans have been waiting for Rock Roman the whole time. The whole time. It's what the whole thing's been is based on. Is that what's on. happening this time? Yeah. Well, yeah. they brought him back and he referenced it. He also, what? where was he at where he was talking about they tried to do it on 39? Uh, McAfee show. Mac, yeah, Pat McAfee show. Yeah. He was like, yeah, you know, we almost had something at 39. And he's not, he doesn't do that stuff by mistake. Like, that. No. that's not just like a... His whole world is marketing. Right. That wasn't an anecdotal story. Oh, have I ever told you? I was going to do it last year. We might do it this year. Like, yeah. wait, what did you just say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's like, it, it's a manipulation technique that absolutely works on wrestling marks. 100%. Yeah, cool. I've been talking about it like for months. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's but then, great. But then people are sad about Cody. Cody Rhodes is supposed to 
well, finish his story. When does? Can, let me ask you a real wrestling nerd question. Okay. When does Roman break Hogan's record of being the longest WWE champion? At, well, the third longest. Hogan was the third longest. I thought he has the record. No, Bruno San Martino's got like eight years or something. Oh, that's nuts. Yeah, back in the territory days. Yeah, it's like, like, hey, it's a Polak versus an Italian. <laughs> Who's going to win? <laughs> that's all he used to do with wrestling. Look at this Irishman versus a, a black. I mean, it's, Whoa, <laughs> big cat Ernie Ladd is going to fight a... It's, like, yeah, it's a lit one. A Protestant, yeah. a Protestant versus an Italian. <laughs> that's what it was. And yeah, he held the title for like for eight years. He's uh-huh. second. Uh-huh. And then, well, I think he's also first. Okay, so we're talking, about, Moolah. We're, talking about the, we're talking about the WWE Championship. All right, yeah, well, the fabulous um, Moolah. I mean, yeah, that's well. the, that's the, she looks like Jan Terry. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> Skyrock. <laughs> How you doing? 10,000 days. Yeah, so Bruno's got the record, and then Bob Backlund. And then Hogan. Backlund, wow. Oh, so how long until Rogan, I mean Rogan. Rogan. (laughs) Joe Rogan goes, wow, I'm going to break that. Yeah, Um, it's entirely possible. Wow, man, never think about it like that. 1474, and how many did uh, Backlund have? Backlund's got a lot more than that. Like, he's he's above him. 12, Backlund is 21. It's like double almost. So they're not going to let him break Backlund's record. Breaking Backlund's record would be tough. Hogan's is the record, and if Roman held the title after Wrestlemania and then through the summer which means after SummerSlam I heard it's like August and then no it's September because okay. they're doing Bash in Berlin at the end of August so that would be the last pay-per-view and then okay and then if, if he got past Bash in Berlin then you could rest assured at Survivor Series by Survivor Series he's got it so September he'll have it so that's when the belt mid-September off. he'll have it like, like, do you think they want Roman to break Hogan's record because of Hogan's fall from grace? I think that there's a real push now to have the new guys having the records. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think yeah. they want the guys that are on TV now to have records. Yeah. That's why like all these title runs are so like long now. Yeah. So that's why I understand Cody getting shelved for WrestleMania 40. Right. Right. It's like, because they're like, it, they're, we, when you're going to do it, you want him to take the belt although, off. You know how much I would love to see the reaction of people watching Cody lose again? Oh yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> a real so evil fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think I think that's that's what it really is. It's also why to... they made up that new title because they're like, we got to change hands on this heavyweight well, yeah, title. You, you guys can trade this one. Yeah, Roman can't lose. <laughs> Roman this ain't one. losing. It's always funny because we all know wrestling is predetermined. What <laughs> real bumps, fake outcome. Yeah, but you know that they're like, well, we can't break this. It's funny when you know something's going to happen and they kind of act like, but it could happen. It could happen. And you're like, you're not, though. No, we're not. They're not going to take the title off Roman until he breaks Hogan's record because Hogan has a couple unsavory phone calls that were aired. They're great phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> peace. He goes, brother, I don't know. She, if she married one of them, six foot seven. Like, Damn, Hogan. 1474 for Hogan. How many for Roman? Uh... He's at 12. Oh, he's pretty close. Okay. Yeah, that's so what it will be by the end of the year. September. Okay. Which Hogan phone call was worse? The N bombs mm-hmm. or the one where he said the Marine that got hurt in the car accident did something to make God mad? Oh. Do you remember that? I don't. I yeah. remember. I, I enjoyed the N bomb so much. I don't remember the other one. Well, he has a hit before that. Oh, he does. Where his <laughs> son, his yeah. son was, album. Yeah, he's, he's got a B side that, that a lot a of people don't know about. But his son was drag racing. Yes, with a friend who was a Marine who served, like in Iraq, I think, and 
gotten his son got into a yeah. car accident. His son was fine, but his friend was like, "Did he die or is he alive?" I don't know. I know he got really hurt, and then Hogan on the phone called to jail to his son goes, "Well, he did something to make God mad, brother." <laughs> and you're like, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that was his play that funky music, Vanilla Ice. Dude, that first hit that nobody really realized. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, you really don't. Hogan, he can slam a giant, but a phone will take him down. Yeah, yeah. a recorded phone call yeah. gets Hogan every time. I'll tell you what uh, uh, moves the immovable object. Yeah, <laughs> a little thing called a recorded phone conversation. Yeah, dude, that is uh, Hogan at fourteen hundred days. It'll. It'll get past that. Unless they, unless they have him lose right before he gets Hogan's record. That's, I mean, that's cruel. I For know. everything that Roman's done, guy beat cancer to be your number one guy. It's like, close. There you go. Not quite. Nah. <laughs> that's a Vince move. I don't know if that's Triple true. H will pull that. That's true. That's... Vince would be like, you're a day short. Yeah. Isn't that great? Oh, I love it. Oh, yes. Step on my neck. <laughs> Does he ever come around? You ever see Vince McMahon? No, no. I mean, he's did you ever have like, a mo- did you ever have a moment with him? Yes, like I'm, a moment where you were scared. I mean, any conversation with him is frightening. My friend, frighteningly Matt, intimidating. My yeah. friend and comic Matt McCarthy used to write for the WWE, and he lived in Stanford. And he said, like, as a writer, you're not allowed to sneeze around, sneeze or cough around Vince McMahon. He doesn't like that stuff. He says that you should have more control of your body. <laughs> You know how fucking stupid that is to be like, don't sneeze. (laughs) But he would also apparently get furious if he sneezed. Oh, God damn it. Ah, shit. Yeah. Except he also loves uh, scatological humor. So I believe that he'd actually be a big fan of yours, Jeff. He probably would, yeah. He goes, I love when you talk about shit. There's actually a great story of him sharding his pants by mistake. And then uh, uh, like before, like at a show. And then having to take the underwear off and then putting the underwear on a stick and chasing Gerald Briscoe around with Funny. It. Yeah, I mean, that's very awesome. funny. Yeah. That's never not awesome. Very, very funny. <laughs> very funny. Also, Vince McMahon will always have my respect for when he slid in the ring and blew both of his quads and still did the bit. Ah, I've been doing it. I'm sitting down. Sitting down. He's like, you're over here. His legs are done. Yeah. And he's like trying to get up. He's like, ah, you're no. He's like controlling it in the ring. He never broke. Never broke. Dude. His quads did. His legs did. There's he re- didn't. There's a reason the WWE is a billion dollar industry. Oh, it's yeah. Because of Vince McMahon. The show must Yeah, here go it is. On. He runs down oh, there. Oh, it's the best. He's doing his power walk. Yeah. Because the finish had been legit botched. I love when you find out Conor McGregor, that's his walk. Yeah. That's his walk. There he goes. Yeah. Boom! Oh, there down. He goes, <laughs> He broke both. He tore both his quads. Wow, just jumping like that, huh? Yeah. And now he's got to sit there. His I mean, bro- he's in so much in pain. pain. His Royal Rumble finish got botched. And now he's torn both his quads. Wow. And he's he's not crying? He's not no. sitting there being like, help. As a matter of fact, not only is he not crying, he's not Vince. He's still Mr. McMahon. Yeah. I love it. Wait, Travis, do you have the phone call up? The the Hogan? This is like a compilation of them, so I got to go through it. Oh, he's got a fucking, he's got a mixtape? He's got a mixtape, yeah. <laughs> These are all Nick Hogan. Of all of his hits on the phone? <laughs> Dude, I just want to hear him go, he did something to God, brother. <laughs> that is so wild. Your friend, your your son's friend almost dies, and he goes, well, it's not your fault. Yeah, you God driving, was mad at him. That you were driving 160 on a windy road? <laughs> it's God. God's mad at this soldier. Not the best way to phrase it. He really, God hates fags to his son. <laughs> yeah. He goes, what are you, going to a soldier's funeral? You know, that they push this gay agenda <laughs> with dansoder.com for all yep. the dates yeah the podcast is out now soder on youtube or wherever you get podcasts it's great 
And uh, yeah, man. Good seeing you guys. Good well, yeah, seeing you, good. man. Come back more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love coming back here. It's like uh, coming back to your school after you've left. Yeah. <laughs> you go, the desks look so small. Yeah, I remember this. I'm just sitting there going, you guys still do that? <laughs> you guys still do commercials? Good luck with the podcast, so. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> Looks great. Yeah, come Honestly. on, dude. Yeah, we Come hang out. I'd love, I'd love to have you on. Yeah. Come back on the show soon, dude. Yeah. Oh, man, please watch season two and I text me when you do. I can't wait. It's so It's so bad. We'll see you soon. We'll see the rest of you guys tomorrow. See you tomorrow. This has been Jim Norton and Sam Roberts. Listen whenever you want with the SiriusXM app. Free for most subscribers. Download it today and start listening outside the car.